like how Troy dies laughing talking about. Talking about. We're putting it. We're putting a disclaimer at the beginning of this. Yes, but I want to put a disclaimer for that way we can keep. Yeah, that's that way we can keep some of the things that are said. Because they they deserve to be un. <laughs> it's gonna get raw. Yeah, you guys deserve to be able to tell your story unedited. It's I gotta be careful. I was at work and I was trying to improvise like a motherfucker. Yeah. And I went into the cool crib to look for something to smoke crack, right? Yeah. And I found a socket set, so I stole all the sockets. Yeah. And I, everywhere I went, I always had a pocket full of brown. Pocket full of what? Brillo. Brillo. Just grab that shit. Brillo. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Like, sense, yeah. yeah. Brillo. Like steel. Steel wool. I didn't, I didn't know steel about Brillo. I'd be going to the Brillo. airport and I'd be pulling fucking Brillo out of my shit. I didn't know about Brillo until. You know what I mean? Yeah. I went to treatment. That was bad. But anyway, but I had also, sockets. Even if they say, if you don't mainline it, you're not a fucking brilliant. I, uh, I had a, well, I was in the power yeah. and I had a socket yeah. stuffed with Brillo and I was smoking crack out of it. And all I could find was the inside of a pen. Right. So I was poking the hot Brillo with the pen, not thinking anything. Yeah. And I was smoking crack all night. I went to work the next day, blue ink all feet? over my fucking face. What? Did he bite your face? No, it bit my feet. Oh, oh your feet. <laughs> but yeah, I was covered in fucking pen ink and I didn't even know. Oh my god. And I went to work and the boys were like, why the fuck is there ink all over your face? Right? Oh. Because I was smoking fucking crack. I had crack in my face. Yeah. Toonie Tuesday. You better get back on the wagon, bitch. Let's do this. Oh, my God. Yeah. He's like, I know a cornucopia of words now. You might as well. I, I don't know what that word is that you just used. <laughs> but I will use it in a sentence. You don't know what a cornucopia is? That's right. Well, they used with, to. With all the well, stuff they did. I don't know what a Capricorn is. But a Capricorn? And I am not compatible. <laughs> yes. Turn that, uh, put that, talk that into that yeah, fucking talk thing. into that so we can, we can check. There you go. Perfect. Don't take it away from your face. Yeah, keep it right on your lips. Yeah, that's what you got to talk into. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Putty. So do you want to, <laughs> do you want to, uh. Jamba juice right into it, eh? Do you want to wait or do you want, you want to wait until you're done or do you want to take us in right now? I could take us in right now. All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of Cooking Bacon Shirtless. Uh, the only podcast where you can cook bacon shirtless and, uh, you know. Nobody's really going to make fun of your gut, but they're going to look at it. What are you staring at me gut for? Exactly. Um, today we have two very, very special guests. It's been a long time coming um, for them as well as uh, for us to have them on. Um, two recovering uh, addicts that are now clean and sober for uh, quite a while now. Um, I would say quite a while. And uh, I will let them introduce themselves with their, uh, we're going to do one at a time. We're going to try and do one at a time. Um, they've got a, uh, they've got a nose for comedy. So, um, but just to. Just <laughs> Damn, my nose is almost gone. <laughs> <laughs> got a nose for comedy. What a pun. <laughs> but, Great uh, job. But just a small disclaimer, like, we're not going to try and censor these guys um, I don't feel that that is right to do when they're telling their their own story um, about how you know they got into either using or how they got clean or or anything of the like. Um, we're gonna kind of let them let them you know paddle their own canoe, and we're just gonna be here to you know maybe ask some intriguing questions maybe they haven't been asked before, and all that kind of fun stuff. So we're gonna kick it off. Um, let's fucking do this. Boom, 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 intro music, right? In intro music. Yeah. music. We don't have intro music. Okay. 
We have bacon. So I mean, yeah. Inter- introduce yourself. Yeah, Tell was a create intro music word. Yeah, they were. I was supposed to write a song. I'm supposed to write a jingle. Yeah. You are. Yeah. Cooking bacon, sure. <laughs> yeah, like so something out of the seventies. Yeah. Tap dancing in the background. <laughs> you remember, uh, before we get into this, do you remember when everybody when, when you used to sing for your voice, uh, like your uh, voicemail at home on oh, your yeah. home phone? Yeah, that was a big trend. We are not home. I've, I've never sang from my voicemail. Phone. <laughs> just dropping quick just bars. Like the automated shit. Yeah, <laughs> I, I like to just I like to just say I like to just say my number. Yeah, that's a fucking piss off. And then your just, fucking voicemail is the worst. Yeah, it will fuck you. Yeah, it's and shit. your fucking voicemail, dude. <laughs> Some of the, I, the, I had one. I this is Ryan. The, <laughs> I had one. Going? I had one for a while. It was like, hey, 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 man. Yeah, what's going on? Oh, mine was one of the yeah, drug, one yeah. of the cops from the drug units back home. I was like, hey, this is Arnold McKinnon. Do you have drugs? And can we come take them? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I love it. Like, Okay, so introduce yourself and tell um, me. My name is Troy Curry. I'm from Glace Bay, Cape Breton, a shit-ass town. <laughs> no, um, it's it's pretty good there. But, I mean, yeah, I'm a recovering drug addict. I'm 229 days sober now. Um, I used a lot of cocaine and crack cocaine and pretty well anything else I could put in my system to alter my state of mind. All right. And, and you are relation to... One of the co-hosts here in the podcast. Well, two of them. Two of yeah, That's two of my them. Son, <laughs> two boy. Of yeah, yeah. My nephew. Um, and I guess you could, you could just, you're closer. You could just hand um, over. Yeah, and then um, hold on. Make sure you're talking. In yeah, there. I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna hand the mic over to uh, the other Jeremy in the room. Introduce yourself there, fuck Muppet. This is fuck Muppet Jeremy. Uh, <laughs> I am a drug addict. Uh, I started out with coke, went to crack, smoked some meth. Used to eat a lot of perks, Rivetrol. I'm just a garbage bin. Um, yep. <laughs> but I'm like 186 days sober now, so That's things awesome. are things are pretty good, you know. Uh, I can't complain. Uh, thanks for having me and Troy here tonight for your podcast, and we can't wait to get into the nitty gritty. Yeah, oh, yeah, well, yeah. Now, now he says thanks, but he wasn't even gonna fucking show up. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I was supposed to go see someone, but <laughs> yeah, this this was his back. These are his backup plans. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, no, but we definitely wanted to have you on. Um, you know, it was it was a plan um, that we had uh, for a while. Um, and uh, you know, when when Jeremy, you know, was introduced to us too as well, we said, well, why not have the the tandem on, yeah, um, and the disgusting got, duo. Yeah, and, and you know, I've got some got some questions for you guys, just to see what you guys went through, what your mental state was at the time, what was treatment like, you know, where did you go, um, and we also, I think it's great because you guys are probably one of the most read stories in the, the Maritimes yeah, right now. Yeah, that's huge for you guys. So, tell um, us about that too. Yeah, but like I, I first, I want to Troy. Let's hear. Let's hear your story, man. Tell us. I mean, you can go as deep and as long <laughs> as, you can. As, yeah, you as you can. So you can go balls out or you can just to tip us. Or Because when fully aroused, the vagina can actually go to seven inches more deep. Perfect. So I'm never going to. That'll be, gonna, that'll, that'll I'm be never cut. Gonna, <laughs> I'm never going to be able to f- please a fully aroused woman ever. <laughs> Fuck. Well, first time. Well, okay. So I use I use weed like when I was a kid in junior high. I mean, first time I ever used it was after my grade nine math test. Nice. I met math math exam story, and 
I remember going home. That was the first type of drug I ever, 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 ever tried. And I remember smoking in my bar with my sister and one of her friends. And my mom used to send me emails, like, with, from where she worked to say, I'll go, this is what's for lunch, or this is when I'm coming home and stuff. And so I remember smoking a joint and then looking down, and so I got an email. I was like, fuck, mom's going to be home in 15 minutes, right? So upstairs, I go change my clothes, burn my clothes in a fire pit. <laughs> Brush my brush my teeth, and I just booked her down the road to the cliff. And like the cliff's maybe five minutes away. I looked at my watch, man. I, like I swear, an hour or two passed. And uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Weed fucked me up more than in, like more than cocaine or crack or any other drug. I wouldn't. I, I don't know why. But um, then I I don't know. I done it a couple times, um, and then gave it up because lo and behold, I was supposed to become a police officer. Um, oh wow. So yeah, I gave it all up, and it was. I went through high school. Never didn't didn't drink, didn't do drugs. Maybe I think I drank like once or twice throughout high school, and then it was my first year out of high school. I started. Um, I tried to kill myself actually. Um, I stopped eating, stopped drinking for like almost two weeks. Like uh, like no liquids, no food, no nothing. I tried to kill myself um, over a girl, and I mean, I look back now and just like what the fuck. Um, but yeah, so then like, that's when the part, then I got, got, got this group of friends that I never really had going through high school. Cause I was always just straight into book work and going into sports. And so then I got at this friend group and my mom was pretty lenient with me because my other two sisters were fuck ups and they, uh, <laughs> uh <laughs> no, I love them, but whatever. They, they set the path for me to be able to, I knew what, to, what to do to be able to get in good. Right. And so I would, uh. Like I'd pay pay my one of my sisters to go stay at a friend's house or go stay at mom's for, for the night, and then I'd throw a party at her house, right? And so we were drinking like every. I was the only one at high school. A lot of my friends were in grade twelve, so I was drinking like every day of the week, even when they weren't in school. Like I was I was drinking and drinking and drinking and like just being wild. I thought no one could touch us, no one could stop us, right? And then I uh, got introduced to selling some weed. And I thought, fuck yeah, this is great, right? Someone just handed me it on a gold platter, like, and like I thought I was, ki- I thought I was fucking El Chapo or fucking Pablo Escobar selling weed, man. And like, it was just like, but I, I could make a thousand dollars a day sell- selling grams of weed, but I have to meet five hundred fucking people. Well, that and that was the only thing that people were really selling. Yeah, back at that time. Yeah, right. It was just weed, right? Yep. And um, so yeah, it was great. And like, I was just rolling around the town, just speeding around, just living reckless, right? And at this before, oh, sorry, just before this, like, I was still becoming a cop. I was taking a year off school because I wanted to become a cop. And then me and my fr- buddy decided we were going to have a little race at one of the roads one day and ended up getting a stunting fine for $2,412.48. And, uh, yeah, we got caught doing, like, 197 in a 70 zone. Um, I looked at the cop. I said, what can I do to go to jail instead of having to go home to my father? Um Ended up not telling my parents. Uh, I told my mom like a month later. Um, she didn't tell my dad either, thank God. Um, so I was allowed to keep the car. Um, I went to court a year later and beat the ticket. But like after that day, so right there that night, once I got the ticket, as I was driving away, I was like, fuck this. I'm not becoming a cop. I'm going to start selling drugs. Next day, picked up sweets, started selling drugs. And so it was great, man. We made made quite a lot of bit, a lot of money, right? But it never lasted. We just whatever we made that day, we'd spend that night. And then fast forward, I think like two years. Um, I got a call. I was out fucked up one night, right drunk, and 
got a call one morning from my mom and my dad that my girlfriend is, was dying in the hospital and that she wasn't going to make it. So I went in there still half drunk and what I seen on the table like scarred me for a long time. That was May 20, May 26, 2013. May 27, 2013 was the first time I ever put it like ever ingested something other than weed. Was at a party. I was just like drunk off my ass and it was uh it just so happened one of the guys knew they left a line of coke on the table. I didn't even know if it was coke, you know what I mean? I seen this white powder and it was like really the first time I seen it. As a, you had was, pain to kill. Yeah, everyone was upstairs. I was just like, "Fuck it, let's do it." I think it, like now that I know what now that I know what the amount was, I think back there was like maybe forty dollars worth. I snipped it. Cops showed up at the party. I jumped in someone else's car and I fucked off through a mire and it ran the cops right. I thought, "Oh, this shit is wild." I'm doing <laughs> this, I'm doing this for a while, right? But and so like at first I thought it was fun, right? And little did I know like how bad I was killing myself, right? I didn't know eight years later that one line eight years later here I would be right. Like a severe drug addict, right? Um, so, yeah, it's just like from that day on for the next, that was in May, so right until September, uh, sorry, right until August, I seen every sunrise and sunset. Um, I wouldn't go back to, I was living at my buddy's house, so I wouldn't go back to his house unless I had at least like an eight ball. And like at that time, we were I was doing Ritalin pills too, right? Because they were cheaper. Like I could get just as high off Ritalin pills for I'd 10 like pennies on the dollar right so um so yeah i was doing that and then i was just like okay fuck this i gotta leave so I, that's i moved to alberta thought great i'm doing good two weeks later met someone in, met someone in calgary on the side of the street selling a prescription here it was it was ritalin right so here i did took those again Selling going, scripts right? on the street in oh. Alberta, man. And I thought oh. it was great because, like, back home, like, the script that I got, it would have been, like, $200. This guy was like, give me 20 bucks. Wow. Fuck yeah. Let's <laughs> yeah go, absolutely. Right? Yeah, that's a deal. Right, so, <laughs> and it was just, like, a revolving cycle like that. Every, it didn't matter. Like, I would use going away as my detox, and I think I was doing good because I was only doing coke once one night a week, right? But I was only doing one, one night a week because that's all I could afford at the time. Right. And, but then as I progressed through learning stuff at work over the years it's just like i went from making a thousand dollars a week to two thousand dollars a week to three thousand dollars a week right so it became more more easy for me to support this habit of being able to spend five hundred dollars a day or seven hundred dollars a day on coke right? oh yeah when you roll into that yeah that big money it's, right? that's when you start to get and trouble. so yeah i just kept going and then i'd like i'd get laid off from work or i'd fuck not even well most times i would say i got laid off but i'd just fuck up and i'd come home and that's what I fall right back into. I was just like, okay, I'm not going to start selling drugs. Next thing you know, I need money because this lifestyle that I'm living. Start selling drugs again, right? And, like, don't get me wrong. I made a lot of money. And that's what a lot of people, like, try to fall in love with is they like the, they like chasing the money. But here I was, someone that was never addicted to anything that all of a sudden, like, I would only do, like, a tiny bit on the weekends or something like that. But then it turned into me doing it every single night of the week, right? And so you're not making money no more. And if you are, it's just you're only you're not you're not taking the money. You're taking the product, taking it home to do it, right? So, yeah, there's been like I've had a lot of close calls too. Like I I to to this day I'm still like I'm so blessed. Like I don't know how I'm not in jail, or how I'm not dead, man. I've had guns put to my head. Fucking I've I've shot at people. People have shot at me. Um, it's uh, yeah, it's it's pretty wild. So. It um, so it was only cocaine up until about last year, and I was I moved to Halifax. I called my mom and Jeremy, said, "Hey, um, I lied to them, right? It's just continuing this lie like that I told everyone, right? Um, I uh said, hey, 'Hey, I'm gonna get sucked back into this life. I don't want to.' 
Meanwhile, did three a month before this, I was still I was staying at their house, and I was use I was using dope, and like I was just I thought I hit it very very well, right? You and did. Like, <laughs> like a lot of a lot of drug ad, a lot of drug addicts. No, <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> like so, I'll I'll get it I'll get into something with you, but um, <laughs> yeah. so uh, yeah, so then I moved back home and started selling dope again, and I just got too deep into stuff again, right? And so I called my mom and like I begged and cried to her on the phone to come let me stay up there, and so I, I did actually I did good for the first. I don't know, maybe for the first three weeks when I was up there. But other than that, I was just like, I was doing whatever I could to get money. And it's just like, it's crazy. I was feeding a habit of $750 to $1,000 a day, right? And that was just cocaine at the time. And then came April, um, the guy I was the guy I was getting cocaine from, which was just like, do you know anybody likes hard stuff? And I was like, what the fuck's hard stuff, right? And then I remember like... A couple years ago in Grand Prairie, this guy shows up. He's like, what do you want, hurt or soft? And I was just like, okay, I'll, I'll take hurt. Because I just thought he meant, he meant like solid rock. No, turns out it was like glass. It was crack, right? And was, Fuck it, whatever. I'll still put it up my nose. You know what I mean? It's just like I just put whatever I wanted into whatever whatever I had I put into my system. Like it didn't matter. Like from Tylenol 3s to Percocets to everything, it just I just ingested it. Like I remember sniffing just straight baking powder cause, just because I needed something to go up my fucking nose. You know what I mean? And... So yeah, I, uh, I didn't try crack that one night, like that first night he, he, uh, he asked me about it. I ended up, one of my buddies that was doing very good, I uh, was like, yeah, I was like, do you know anyone? He's like, and I just seen his eyes light up and I was just like, okay, here. And he's like, no, 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 no. And I pushed it on, right? So then he started doing it, doing it, doing it. And then one night sitting in Canadian Tire parking lot, I was just like, fuck it, pass me in. Let me try this shit. Right? So I just like lean back in the seat, looked at the sunroof, and I didn't know what I was putting into the pipe, you know what I mean? For the first first time I ever smoked crap, I dropped dropped damn near a gram of crack right into the pipe and I just like whoo off to space I went, right? I remember just ears ringing, man, stereo down, windows up, you shut the fuck up and I just my ringing at my ears, man. Like it was it was wild and like I remember just after I like uh after I exhaled, I just like I instantly knew in my head I was just like I'm fucked. Like, this is way better than ever, anything I've ever done in my life. I am literally fucked, right? And so it, it was a different type of high. So, I like, that fun came back, right? So your mind plays tricks on you, and you think, like, okay, now this is a new way to get, this is a new new way to have fun. But, I mean, it's just, like, who the f- I'm not going to, first time meeting someone, like, hey, you want to smoke some fucking crack with me? Like, no, no, no one thinks that's fucking fun, you know what I mean? They're going to look at you like you got 10 fucking heads. You're going to look at you like you're a crackhead. <laughs> right? Yeah, it's just <laughs> like, hey, man, you yeah. want to smoke some crack? <laughs> yeah. Uh, what? Bitch, you're a mother and, just like, and I always said years ago, like, I try anything once, but I draw the line at crack. I mean, I guess I didn't draw the line at crack, yeah, right? Where, where do you draw it now, though? Right? I mean, that's the whole thing, right? It's just like, it's everyone, like, I now, like, the next thing is, is just like I always said I was terrified of needles, but how long until I fucking put it in my vein, you know what I mean? And so it's just like as now that I've went to rehab and I've learned a lot and like I see how how my habits progressed over the years and like um yeah I just I I I still don't understand why I went to rehab that day um like I made the call it was like 4 in the morning or something like that I called my like I consider him my little brother he uh he works at the treatment center in Vancouver um, I called him after trying to stay, like, look at myself in the mirror. Like, I was, I think I was up for, like, six days at this point. Um, uh, and it just recently, it was, I think my sister, shit just started falling, falling apart. Like, my sister found out that I was smoking crack now. Like, um, I threw a hot spoon into the garbage, you know what I mean? It melted through the bag, and when she changed the garbage, that's, that's, like, that's how she's seen it, right? And, like, she, 
she I know she has a lot of guilt for letting me I used a lot of dope while I was at her place but like that was my safe place like I had my own apartment in the same building as you guys yeah. I didn't do fuck all with it I put a chair in it you know what yeah. I mean like I didn't do nothing the mattress I, did, I, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I never stayed in it you yeah. know what I mean I didn't even turn the lights on in the place no. right it's just I was I didn't feel safe there and it's just like it's not that because no one no one was out to get me it just I have no idea right I just I felt so, that was that was my comfort zone right and I knew someone was watching over me and just there's so many times where she actually would she would come over and she'd shake me because I overpowered my body. I'd do so much coke that my body would just shut down. Like it just like it'd be like you pass out for a couple minutes. Right? Or she spent months on end sitting next to my sitting like I'd always sleep on her couch. She'd sit next to the couch while I was asleep just to make sure I'd stay alive. You know what I mean? And it's just like so that morning I called I called like uh, my little brother and I said, How do I get there? He said, Well, it's seventy five hundred bucks. Uh, I guess I'm gonna I'm gonna stay here and die smoking crack, right? And like He's in BC, so I mean, there's a four-hour time difference. So it's like midnight, middle of the week. This guy's got this guy's got to be at work at six a.m. So like, and I don't really, we weren't really on speaking terms. Um, it would be more so like, hey, you got a couple bucks, and he wouldn't answer me, right? And so, I guess once he seen me call him about thirty times, he, he finally answered. And I just after I said that to him, I hung up the phone, and just out to the car I went, grabbed some more, grabbed some more dope, and into the bathroom I went, just kept hauling back, right, and then. Get a call from my dad saying, "Hey, I'm gonna pay for treatment. I'll, I'll pay for you for treatment. You gotta get a flight out there. Oh, I'll fucking crack it. I got I got a thousand dollars in dope, but I ain't got a thousand dollars to buy a plane ticket. You know what I mean? And so off I go to see my lovely little sister. Hey, you want to buy me a plane ticket? She's saying, no, not doing it. I was just like, fuck, right? Because I she I honestly I asked her. I was like, do you got a thousand dollars? And she looked at me like, fuck you. Like you just gave me. I just she gave me a car like two weeks prior, which I got. I gave to my drug dealer for fucking for crack. You know what I mean? So it's just like, she, uh, yeah, she wasn't really in the. She wasn't happy. Yeah, she wasn't in the in the spirits. No, no, she wasn't. To uh, to want to help me, right? And, and she's uh, usually in a good mood every time I see her. Yeah, and so then finally, I um, she talked to Keith and she talked to my mom, and at this point, everyone knows that okay, I'm I'm a fucking crackhead, and I, I want to go to treatment, right? I didn't even know if I wanted to go. I was still high up until like an, you know what though an hour or two before mom and Jaren picked me up, took me to their house, right? So when it's funny that you like because you refer to yourself as a crackhead because that's what like like oh you, I, I, in a, a laughing manner yeah, yeah. in a laughing manner right because exactly. that one time yeah that's what it was a full blown fucking crackhead right? exactly but like you have to the from our perspective I know from at least me and your mother's perspective that the second this all came about as news not once were we ever like fuck fuck troy's a crackhead <laughs> well like, yeah no like, you know and what I, mean? like, I didn't even just re- like i didn't even refer to myself as that until like i go through treatment and like a lot of guys joke we start joking about it right and it's just like and just like we'll sit there and just like yeah i'm a fucking junkie you know what i mean a junkie isn't just someone that puts something in their veins you know what i mean but it's just like i'll, I'll call myself it you know what i mean because that's what it was i was a fucking drug addict right and so but yeah, so finally my little sister, she um she paid for my plane ticket and at this point I'm at mom and Jeremy's just going nuts cuz like I'm just been smoking crack and doing coke for the last how long. Right? And then it's just like when it came to their house, it's the first time ever I tried not to I tried to respect their wishes. They said you're not coming here if you're high, right? 
And so, like, like two hours later, they came once it came down. And it's just like, meanwhile, I still got shit in my pocket. You know what I mean? And so, like, and this is going to come out. Mom's probably going to go into tears when she hears this. But, like, next, once you, once you guys drop me off at the airport, I went in, got my ticket, come back, and so I started smoking crack. Right? I had, I, like, or I, would, I was sick. I'd be sick. You know what I mean? And I smoked it. I smoked on the plane the whole way there. I smoked it right up until I got, like, as soon as I got landed in Vancouver, that's when I stopped. Right? Um, but I had to where I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have, uh, wouldn't have made it there. You know what I mean? Because I, it was something that something that happened while I was high. It's just like fuck. It, okay, I gotta go, right? And so, yeah, it's just like I showed up at treatment, like just disgusting. And I, like, I, I look at my picture sometimes from the from my intake. Well, my intake picture from the day I showed up, and I look at it, and I'm just like, the fuck, man. Like, and I, th- I thought is, I looked good. Is like, that I'd have, picture, I'd have, is that the picture <laughs> in the polo? No, 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 no. no, no, no. His intake is worse. No. Really? Oh man, I have my beard. Up. My beard's like it's not even growing down. It's like growing out. It's like out here. It's oh just my like God, my yeah. face is all sunk in. I look terrified. Right? Look like shit. I went into treatment at 161 pounds, and it's just like I'm a I'm a fair size guy. Like I said, at 220 now. Right, and I've always sat around two ten, yeah. and but like, one hundred sixty pounds, I was nothing. Damn. Yeah, really, right, dumb. and just like, and it's, it was hard for a lot of people to notice the difference in me because you guys see me every day, you know what I mean, and yeah. so, it would be hard to notice. But Ryan knew. Oh yeah, hundred percent. So oh yeah, getting back, I forgot to, I skipped over that. So there was one night that I came back. I was I was just after came up at the parking garage. It was, this was like two days after I, felt, I slept in the parking that garage. That was his yeah. hood, bro. Yeah. <laughs> parking garage, man? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, slept in the parking, I slept in your guy's parking garage for 15 hours one day. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like, oh, I, yeah. I had a great day at work. <clears throat> Meanwhile, I was downstairs fucking sleeping. That's you know I, I rolled up on. I rolled up going to work once, and I went, oh, fuck. He's just snoozing. <laughs> <laughs> like, but, yeah, so <clears throat> I, I'm there playing a video game, and I see Ryan walk in. And I'm just like, fuck, I just came into the bathroom after ripping I, like, a big rail. You know what I mean? And just like... <laughs> and I'm already beaming because I just smoked like fucking an eight ball of crack down the road before I came home. And I see Ryan walking. I'm just like, fuck, this guy knows shit. You know what I mean? Like, I can get it by mom. And, I can get it by mom and by by Jeremy and by my by my niece. But I'm like, fuck. And I was like he like I tried. I I took my laptop up right up right off the table where I normally play. Went over, set it to set it the fucking the coffee table in the living room. Yeah. I kept my back to him, and he's coming over trying to ask me questions about this game. And I'm just like, fuck off, man. Like leave me alone. Right? And I'm bug eyed, like being yeah. sweating, yeah. like sketching out hard, right? Yeah. But yeah, and so <laughs> I was like, I was like, "Fuck!" There were like, there were so many times where I looked at Jeremy and I went, "Hey, man, like, I don't want to sound like a dickhead here, but <laughs> Troy's fucked like, up. Bro. Tro- Troy is fucking racing right now." And he's like, "No, no, no. He's just like, yeah. I'm like, man." Like, he, he well, number one is like, see, the toughest part. I would tell you the toughest part about, um, and it's not even about uh, the struggle of, but me trying to let your mother know. Right, oh, like that she's, these she's are crying the, right away. She's crying. Yeah, right away. but these are the signs that Troy is showing. Yeah. Just let me, just let me right. tell you. And she goes, well, first of all, she has no idea what to look for or what what she would be seeing, and so she's you're, like, you're just ready to go. <laughs> right? like, so she's oblivious. And I was like, right. you ever notice how he leaves like a zombie and comes home like a race car? <laughs> <laughs> have you ever noticed that? And it was just like, like I would have. He mom, doesn't just wake up. When I would he's have. Out. I would have mom wake me up every morning for work. I'd already be awake. I'd be, I'd, I'd lay down on the full time, pretend like a pretend snore right. until she came out and wake me up. I, for like that half hour that I was laying in bed before she wake me up, I'm, like, I'm going fucking. Nuts. Yeah, your you know mind I mean? is just going. Like wild. my mind's going nuts, and like some days I'm like, I, I even text her like, I'm already up, I'm gone, leaving, yeah. right? And just like, when you wow. go to work, I drive, I drive down to Bears Lake, head up towards the fucking recycle depot, and just park on a street up there. Mom's wondering why all her wine's gone. I'm sorry. 
<laughs> um, all the wine from, I don't know, some wedding that I think your mom dropped off. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. That's where all those bottles went. Um, they're <laughs> probably up there in the ditch. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. Right, right beside the recycle depot. That's what's funny take them to the recycle depot, you fuck. No, I, I didn't give a fuck. Just a, but yeah. Just a, yeah. Huh? But yeah, it's just like, yeah. <laughs> I went to rehab and like. I uh, I detoxed hard, man, for for about a week. Do you think that uh, you, did you find detox to be the hardest part Your while you were in treatment? Club, yeah. Um, it's Here, definitely just, it definitely him, yeah, because I got some. It definitely sucked. You know what I mean? I uh, I was I think I was ready though. Like I was there. I, I, I had no money. I had and like what helped me was having uh, um, was having uh Keith there, right? Right, and. Oh hell yeah! There you go. He um, so like I showed up there and like he seen me and as soon as I seen him, I broke down. I cried and he he like he knew I was he knew I needed help. Right, that's the first time I ever asked. It was it was very weird for me to ask him for help because our whole life I'm up like I always had him. He was like my side. Like he was just like right there next to me. Like I I gave him everything. Right, and yeah yeah. So for the first four or five days, I really didn't sleep. Right. Um. I just like up all night, just like puking my guts up, fucking sweating like a pig. Oh, the you sweats, know? Eh? Oh, the hot the, cold sweats, oh, man. The worst. And buddy next to me in my room, like we have a good fr- good relationship now. Was just like he w- he was like he was coming off crack too, and so just like he was already awake. You know what I mean? He just didn't. I was trying to sleep. I get to sleep for fifteen minutes. I wake up and like fuck my life. This sucks. And you just hear him over. <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he's already awake, yeah. right? Um, but <clears throat> it was uh the detox. I mean. I could go through it again, but I wouldn't want to. You know what I mean? Like, I could last through it again. Right. But, I mean, it, it was fucking terrible. Like, it sucks. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, but, like, after about, like, the seventh, the sixth or seventh day, it's just like, it's just like, poof. It's like I had an epiphany or something. Like, my mind was just clear. Yeah. And it was just like, okay, I know why I'm here. This is what I got to do. And I took very well the treatment. I was very well, like, there. And uh, I did have someone upstairs. Like, one Keith was one of the higher ups. So, it, it did benefit me a lot. So, right. Um, but then... Everything was going good from like the seventh, eighth day, and then came the twelfth day. Um, I got my phone one day, and uh, at this point, I still had my apartment in Halifax. Right. My buddy Dill moved up to Halifax, and uh, and I he called me, and I said, "Hey, I knew he was moving up there. I said, hey, if you need an apartment, here you go. You can use it, right?" Yeah. And so then the morning of the twelfth day, um, I get her. We get her phone for an hour a day. I see a message from me. He said, "Hey, call me. Call me right away." So I figured, hey, he wants. Um, he wants to use my apartment. Turns out his dad's da- his dad died. Oh jeez. Right? And I lived with this guy for about ten years. His dad I I called his dad dad, right? I called well, I called him the old man. And um the day prior to this, I hadn't spoke to him in a year because of my addiction and there's some shit like that happened at his house um when I was living there. But me using dope and stuff like that and um so I didn't talk to him for a year, but something told me to call him. And I called him and told him where I was. He told me he was very proud of me. And that he couldn't wait for me to get home for me to come see him. Twelve hours later he's dead. He himself. Yeah, like his dad. Oh his dad. Yeah, okay. his dad's always, dead, right? Yeah. Jeez. Um so I lost it. I called everyone and I'm coming the fuck home. Right? I'm coming home. And before instantly in my head I said I'm going to East Hastings, I'm picking up some rock, I'm getting on a plane, I'm going home. And so I asked Dylan, I said, Do you want me to come home? He said, Yeah. Um hung up the phone instantly as soon as I hung up the phone. It's like he had the message pre typed, he said, You come home. Fuck off! He's like, you're not coming to the, you're not coming to the wake, you're not coming to anything. He's like, you gotta finish this, right? Right. 
And so it was very hard. Um, I did have a, I did have a good relationship with one of the guys there. Like instantly, like we had the same taste in music. It was just like we had so many similarities. So he was just like he kept me, he kept me close and just kind of like, kept me grounded. Yeah, right. Um, and then it was just like after a while, I got I got okay with it. And yeah, I, I really took good. I really liked going to treatment. Like it was it was a good little community. Yeah. So you know? I, I want you to I want you to save a lot of the. I want you to save a lot of the treatment stuff because I want to get both perspectives okay. from from treatment. Absolutely. Um, so um, I Drew, would thank uh, you for sharing that though. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah, yeah, man. That's, that's uh, amazing. So hold on, when we were and moving the mattress, like were you? Were you uh, I, oh, out of my mind, dude! I, knew, I, I was blasted. Fucking knew it. I guess, oh. like in the morning, like I didn't want mom to. Go, I didn't even want to drive mom's car with her. Right. And just like because I was like, there's dope in the center console. You know right. What I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's. Yeah. Like when I, when I went to treatment, I pissed hot for coke for fourteen days. Jeez, that's how much. That's like normally it's gone in three days. Yeah, that's how. That's how how much I ingested. You know what I mean? Like that's for, like, yeah, just like, that, just yeah. chilling in the system. Yeah, like it was nothing for me to do ten grams of coke and a quarter of crack every day. It's just Jeez. like how I got the money for it. No I, I still I don't fucking know. You still got it. You know, I got yeah. it though. You know what I mean? Like so. Um, I mean, you can do the exact same thing. Yeah, yeah just, just us give us a. Uh, but yeah, yeah, Troy, again, thank you. That was Jeremy Tanner, the psychotic fuck. <laughs> oh <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're exactly. fine. Now you're hold fine. on, don't forget, you got court next week, so <laughs> I, hey, yeah, you got to be. I got to be careful. With we got. We got to. We got to be good. Oh, no, on if the, this is this is all pre. This is all this pre. A, oh yeah, no, this, this is all pre-drug. At, well, this is. Oh yeah, pre-treatment, yeah, right? We haven't done. We haven't done nothing fucked since after. Well, I mean, you are pretty dirty, but. What do you mean I'm dirty? Yeah, right. But anyway. You want me to just go? Or? Yeah, just get just get into her, buddy. Yeah, my name's Jeremy Tanner. I'm an addict, alcoholic. Uh, 28 years old, from Glace Bay, Nova Scotia. Uh, the home of maritime fishers, fisheries, and fucking unemployment. I don't know if you should put that in there, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Can you hear this or what? <laughs> okay, <clears throat> but yeah, Pogi Island. Anyway. Uh, yeah, so I had a fairly good childhood growing up a little bit. You know, my dad left when I was probably two years old or three years old, I think. And then my mother, my mother remarried like twice. Uh, I had met multiple stepfathers growing up. Uh, everything was good up until probably the end of grade nine. And then my stepfather, who I finally considered my dad after so many years, uh, he, he left, he abandoned us, he divorced my mom, right? So that was when I started, uh, experimenting with like alcohol and, and marijuana, uh, I remember the first time ever smoking fucking weed, man. Like, I was in St. Mike's High School, grade 9, you know, Mr. Martin's math fucking class. And we, walk, we walked up to the fucking Dollarama, and I, I, we, we rolled the whole gram. I met my buddy, and uh, he's like, you really want to do this? I'm like, yeah, let's fucking do it. So we rolled up the whole gram. We smoked a doobie. I went in, and I got a bag of Humpty Dumpty fucking Crunchy Cheesies, right? It was the worst <laughs> mistake ever. <laughs> I fucking, we get back to class and like I'm staring up at the, ro- the, the roof in the classroom and I'm just laughing. And uh, all of a sudden I started getting the spins and I just power puke everywhere all over the classroom. Right. And that was how I got caught. Right. I was fucked right up. Oh and I caught my mother. My mother picked me up. I went home. She made me chicken nuggets and I slept for like two days. No joke. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> you know. that's the worst that marijuana is ever going to do to you. I, you know, right? I'm telling you, man. You but puke like, and sleep. What a f- first horrible fucking experience. Right, yeah. Right? But I want it more. I didn't give a fuck. I was like, not, that's not going to happen again, right? So then I started, I kept smoking weed, and then I was up to like fucking, I think I would smoke about a quarter a day in high school. 
Uh, yeah, so now I'm in high school now, grade 10. Things were good. I was smoking pot like crazy. Uh, I was selling cigarettes on the Burbank for a dollar a pop. Oh, my selling you know? darts, man. Oh, yeah. There's a, lot, there's a lot of profit in selling oh, darts. Oh, you wouldn't believe it, right? Yo. Well, me and my brother, we broke into this old convenience store back home, Max. It was it was abandoned, and we, we fucking had curtain, curtains and curtains of cigarettes we stole out of this old store, right? So selling I was making darts in high school was lit. It was. Dude, <laughs> man, you can make a killer amount of money on Just darts. Just selling right? mad darts to the fucking goth kids. Make sure, you <laughs> <laughs> yeah. make sure you mention our first encounter ever in grade 11. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's oh, right. Did too. you beat him up or something? Because no. you look like you like to fight, but you can't. No. Oh, I, can fight. I can fight. No. no. I can throw no. down. First time ever meeting this guy. Go on. Uh, yeah, anyway, we're in fights like grade 11, right? Like, I'm I'm boozing on a party now, right? And, uh, so we're um, we're in uh, uh what was his name uh, Alfie, Alfie 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 Max class, <laughs> and uh, Troy was in there right first time ever meeting him and fucking Alfie left the classroom and I fucking ripped my pants down I jump up on this fucking uh, scanner and my ass goes right through it right I smashed the whole fucking fucking machine right wide glass open glass everywhere glass everywhere <laughs> ass cut you name it and that was how I met Troy right <laughs> 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 and. Uh, <laughs> And here y'all are. And yeah. here we are now, right? Yeah. And here you guys are. Right it's on. So great. Fucking Jesus. But, um, <laughs> okay, so you're in high school now, grade so, eleven. Yeah, grade eleven, you know, I ended up quitting. I quit. You got I quit twice. Ass? I quit twice that year. Uh, and then I went back again the following year after that, and I, I got kicked out within two weeks because I was just a mess, uh, drinking, fucking smoking weed, and then all of a sudden, fucking ecstasy came out of nowhere. Like, it hit me like a fucking brick wall, man. I'm not even kidding. Everybody was doing it. Yeah. Like, boys were getting it from Halifax for 50 cents a hit, selling it for 10 and 15 bucks a pop, making thousands of dollars, and we were all fucked up. There was times, man, like, I don't even remember, like, I woke up in the woods, bro. Like, <laughs> Dude, ecstasy is one one thing I've never, ever done, and I don't think I would, would ever do. I'm telling do. you, like, ecstasy. if I could just, if I could dabble in drugs, drugs, sorry, and, like, not be an addict, I'd be fucking sniffing ecstasy every time. I did ecstasy twice in my life, the second time, said I loved it that much, I'd never tried again exactly and i haven't well, like it's wild man Jesus and like Christ. i remember going to the phone party at the pit at yeah. cbu college right. and like this was probably my second time ever doing ecstasy and i had about eight hits in my sock and the security guys when we got up in the line they were patting everybody down so i panicked i fucking took every hit out of my sock and i ate them all oh my god <laughs> no joke listen to this so we're in there and all of a sudden within fucking 25 minutes i'm sweating my jaw's going i can't breathe so my buddy brings me out to the, my buddy kevin brings me out to the stage like the foam pit right. and this is before the foam even starts coming out so he puts me, I don't even know how the fuck, I got directly under the foam machine anyway. And I ended up looking up and it all just started coming down. And I got in my eyes, my mouth, my throat. I couldn't even breathe. <laughs> I was laying on I, I was laying on the floor in the foam pit, rolling around, bro. Suffocating. I couldn't breathe. Oh, that's so funny. He couldn't breathe, man. <laughs> the buildup is killing me right now. <laughs> but, uh, I keep thinking it's the punchline of this story. And it gets better. Oh, no. it yeah, it's it's never to end with him. It's oh, never you, to end. Like, you guys, like, I'm telling you guys, I could sit here for weeks, and you guys, like, it's insane. But uh, my buddy picks me up, and he brings me to the balcony on the dance floor, right? And I climb up. And there's like this guardrail, and this buddy fucking pulls out a fire hose, the DJ, and he just starts blasting me, right? And it's hitting me in the face, and then I, like, I fly back off the fucking thing, and then I fall back down into the foam pit, and then I can't breathe again. Like, there's foam everywhere, right? That was just one of the terrible experiences on ecstasy, right? But, uh, wow. Yeah. Dude, what kind of fucking party were you at? Phone oh, parties, I, I, man, I've been right to man. a couple of those. I've never been to a wild. Phone parties are wild. Never been to a foam party. Oh, they're amazing. I did. I had a. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 I've been to one. I was standing in a circle of ten cops around me, trying to fight every one of them. Yeah, 
break, trying to break my buddy in the back of a paddy wagon. Oh my god! Probably the same one he was at. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. Continue. So yeah, ecstasy hit me hard. You know, like we were fucking doing that like crazy, and then that that all dried up, right? And then all of a sudden. I went from doing ecstasy, I was buying fucking full scripts of Rivertrol from my best friend's aunt, you know, like that, it was just one, one thing right to the next, and that lasted months, right, and that shit's crazy, like we'd have a Ziploc bag of like 600 Rivertrol, we washed it down with a 2.6 of vodka, and then, and then I don't remember two weeks of my life at that whole time, like, <laughs> holy <laughs> fuck, dude, oh, yeah. what do you, okay, so what do you take Rivertrol for? So Rivertrol point, is like, Rivertrol, Rivertrol uh, ri- they're called Rivies, right, okay. uh, it's for people with like nerve problems. They're two milligram, two milligrams each, but you're not supposed to mix them with alcohol. You mix them with alcohol, bro, you turn into like a klepto motherfucker. Oh yeah. And you don't remember nothing. I robbed my best friend. I woke up with a pound and a half of marijuana. <laughs> I'm not oh even kidding. God. I had fucking iPhones. I had fucking iPods. I don't even know where the fuck I got it all. <laughs> just woke like, up just, and had a bunch just of stuff. Just woke up. And I had, I'm not even uh. kidding. Just had a whole bunch of shit. Like I was texting my buddy. I'm like, man, I think I have your weed. He's like, bro, I'm already on the way. Like, you know what I mean? It happened that fast. He shows up to my uh. grandmother's. Oh, go ahead. I just said, wow. Oh, yeah, I <laughs> know yeah, the river trolls. That was really bad. That was a really bad part of my life. Wow, yeah, that's... Uh, so, yeah, so then we were dabbling in the river troll like crazy and booze. That that lasted for months. And then uh, I tried to get clean off of that, and then I switched to mushrooms. So then we... Oh, oh yeah, it was just... What a time. Oh, they were great. Oh, what a like, time. Like, I got some pretty fucking rad mushroom stories, right? But that'll take months if I sit here and talk about them all. Oh, but, uh... We got like two decades of yeah. drug addiction here. Right. Oh yeah, lots, <laughs> lots, lots. Uh, but like, I remember sitting in Tower Road, man, with the boys from Tower Road, and my buddy, my buddy Mullet, uh, he was he was selling mushrooms, hardcore, right? And he he sh- he brought he brought us all to his house, and like, mind you, we're sixteen years old at this time, right? So fucking fresh off nerve damage pills <laughs> and two sixes of vodka yeah. onto fucking BC blue caps. Like, and now I'm thirteen. <laughs> yeah, now I'm thirteen. Yeah. Now yeah. I can walk. <laughs> so like we we all we all we were all we all agreed we were gonna have like a mushroom party, right? Me and all the boys. So we all we all had a half a quarter each we ate, but Mullet had like ounces and fucking ounces of these mushrooms. So we're sitting in the bar and they start hitting us like crazy. And then my buddy Logan's like, you know what? He's like, I know where he got all those fucking mushrooms. Let's just go take them right now. So <laughs> so we go we go to his house. We crawl through the woods. It's like midnight. We're high as fuck on mushrooms. We break into his fucking mother's house. We steal like fucking three ounces of mushrooms. We go back to the barn and we literally, the six of us, we ate everything. We were fucked up probably for about 48 hours at least. Like, no joke, we were just missioning through the woods, bro. I had no shirt on at the end of it. I was missing shoes. Fucking, my eye was closed shut, swollen. Like, it was terrible. Just nature walks. Nature walks, yeah. yeah. Nature walks. yeah. Don't know how the fuck we survived. Oh, man. Oh, my God. Yeah. You really go off the path, too, when you're deep on those. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The last time I did them was in Edmonton, actually, right before I, I, I had to leave to go back to Cape Breton. Uh and like I ate, I ate three grams. They didn't kick in. I bought another quarter. I ate the whole quarter. Then the three grams fucking kicked in. And then it, you can just picture them fucking. Oh yeah. It was bad. I threw. I got up and I threw up in the kitchen sink. And for three hours I stood in the kitchen and I was too scared to walk anywhere because everywhere I looked there was throw up everywhere. You know what I mean? <laughs> I couldn't even sit down. I couldn't even look at the floor. Like it was scary. <laughs> oh, man, that's but uh, <laughs> yeah, that was a bad. That was like the worst trip I had actually. But yeah, so we after the mushroom phase, fuck. Then, then uh, that was when the coke started coming around. And what, 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 what age? What age were you at here for the coke? Uh, like what's was, your age? That would have been just after probably. Uh, I was I was about seventeen years old. Yeah, cool. I started coke when I was seventeen for sure. Uh, I dropped out of school. I wasn't fucking. I was working at a call center. Well, you know that was a Cape Breton dream. <laughs> You know, drop out of school, work for fucking Buddy. serious satellite radio. Shout out, sh- shout out satellite radio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Shout out stream. 
I worked there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Fuck, I worked there three times. A little bit of service. <laughs> yeah, I think they always you. hire you back. Every time. Always. Yeah, different contract. Uh, yep. That's, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, here, here's twelve fifty an hour. I'll go buy some coke with it. <laughs> That's basically what it was. Fucking old man. <sighs> just fucking stuck in stream at John Hancock for the fucking... <laughs> yeah. Life insurance. Oh <laughs> my god! I went from U.S. to Can- to Canadian, then I went down to Rogers, and then I fucked off. Then I went to Alberta, <laughs> right? But uh, oh no, sorry, I worked for EDS for a year before, in, in there somehow too. I was selling proactive solution, bro. <laughs> The, the, the acne stuff. Yeah, I did the acne stuff, and then the trans. I did so. Not a word of lie. I did so good there. They put me over to like I was like lead of meaningful beauty, Cindy Crawford. No joke. I even they, when they laid me off when they closed, they gave me like a twelve week severance payout. There was like eight of us that got it out of like three hundred people, and I was one of them. Like wow, I'd be in there ready, fucked up on the rails, just selling fucking makeup. <laughs> like I did not know this. Like part. the wall, oh, yeah. Wall Street, just a proactive like, act. Go, <laughs> I'm, I'm not even kidding. Yeah, Going to have them cheeks fucking shiny? It was <laughs> intense, man. I'd be there beaming, and people would call me in, like, they're wondering why this foundation isn't working on this, and anti-wrinkle-free cream and shit. Like, oh, don't worry, but I'll send you this. You try this out. You know, we'll get her going, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll send you this. You try this out. We'll get her going, right? <laughs> yeah. Fuck, fuck you man. And, you and Meryl that just <laughs> called in. <laughs> send her fucking 94-year-old ass. You know what, Meryl? We got this. I'm going to send you this. Yeah. You're going to try it out. We're, You're going to love we're it. We're going to up and, your collagen. And then we're going <laughs> like, from there, all right? We'll yeah. see how it <laughs> I remember like fucking like when I was working at like for Sirius Satellite Radio, the boys would call in and I just give them a lifetime subscription, right? And then they give me they give me an eight ball. <laughs> it was just the way it worked, right? Uh, but uh, yeah, so anyway, yeah, anyway, I uh, I kind of I met a girl. We got together in high school. Uh, I I quit high school. We stayed together. Her parents took me in, and uh, I got back into school. I ended up graduating. I was still heavy on the booze and the coke, right? But I hit it very well. Uh, but like we all did it Everybody did it We were we were brought up Into the booze Kind of thing You know I remember Going down to the Legion When I was 12 and 13 years old And getting beer From my grandfather uh, Alcoholism is very Normalized there right And so is drug use now Right uh, So I finished school You know uh, I got a, I went out west When I was 18 years old uh, I was working up In Fort McMurray And we went into town I got two days off After working like Fucking 40 days straight I did seismic testing. I was out there blasting dynamite, right? Uh, it was a shitty job, but it was a job at the time, right? It was like 11 or $12 an hour. Uh, I'd walk like 30, 40 kilometers a fucking day to the woods, waist-deep snow, hate in life, but I didn't give a shit because it fueled my addiction, right? I had money to buy booze. I had money to buy dope. It didn't matter. So I remember getting two days off. We go in to stay at the BCMI in Fort McMurray. I was 18 years old, fresh off the boat, man. Not even legal enough to get into a fucking bar. And uh, we found we went down to Boomtown Casino. Oh my fucking <laughs> yeah. god! That's the first place that Boomtown is the first place that I ever saw anybody smoke crack. Yeah, me too. Oh, that's what that is. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so we go there. We're looking for an eight ball. So we meet this guy. He's like, "Yeah, I get you an eight ball." So we get the eight ball. We go back, and it was gone in like fucking twenty minutes. Like we were bushed that bad. Like it was gone. Like no joke. Twenty uh, quarter vodka gone. Eight ball gone. Twenty minutes flat. So. Here we go. We mission up. We get a cab back to Boomtown Casino. He was nowhere to be found. Oh, I found this other guy. He's like, I can get you whatever you want. Do you want hurt or soft? And I was like, fuck, I want hurt. Not thinking. Same thing as Troy. Was this Lizard? Uh, this was Lizard, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Same guy. Two different drug addicts. Uh, yeah, right. But, uh, that's business. That's business. That's, that's business. <laughs> Shout out Lizard for coming through for six years. <laughs> oh, yeah. Business, baby. 
Amazing. Where did he live up in Abbasands or something? Shout out to Tim- your local drug dealer. Timberley. He was from he Timberley. Was Timberley yeah. Yeah. Shout out to your local drug dealer. I was up there. Drove a deadly Audi. He yeah. did, yeah. Shout out to Lizard, though. <laughs> uh, we probably bought that Audi three times. But... <laughs> <laughs> But, Damn, um, you got leather this time, eh? Yeah, you got me leather, bro. Merry Christmas, dog. Yeah. And uh, so he's like, do you want to hurt us off? I was like, hard. I was like, I want rock, obviously, right? He brings it back. The bag's open, so I'm like, this motherfucker took a piece off this rock. <laughs> I never said nothing because I didn't care, right? So he's like, do you mind if I come back to your hotel room and just hang out with you guys? I'm like, yeah, sure, whatever, man. More than mirror. I didn't care. He just got me coke, right? I thought it was coke. And uh, I started crushing it up, and he just flips right out. And he's like, what the fuck are you doing? I was like, what do you mean? I'm doing a rail. He's like, you can't sniff that. I was like, why? He's like, it's crack. I'm like, what the fuck is crack? And uh, I'm about to blow your mind. <laughs> Literally. Yeah, absolutely. So, like, he pulls out of this, this fucking surgical tube out of his vest. Literally, it was probably, like, fucking three feet long with a little piece of pipe at the end of it. He's like, here, man, this is my tool. Watch me. So he just loads up this surgical tube, and he just starts hitting it. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? He's like, here, try it. Seriously, just try it. So he loaded it up, and I hit it, and then that was it. My ears were ringing. I couldn't see, right? But it was like, like your whole body's just vibrating, you know? It was like a shot Ooh. of adrenaline right to the heart, right? And uh, so we ended up smoking the fucking eight ball of crack in like 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Who else did you call? <laughs> <laughs> uh, we ended up getting probably like two or three more, I think. But oh, my God. I oh, dude, it's... Shout out to uh, Lizard, bro. Yeah. It's crazy. Lizard was a man. Like... How fast it goes? Like, oh, especially absolutely. If there's a couple. Oh, you wouldn't man, believe man. how fast he'd get there with it, though. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Like, there was times I'd say, listen, I want a ball. How much? He'd say, whatever, 200, 300. I'd say, listen, you get here in 10 minutes, I'll give you $500. Mm-hmm. And I've done that multiple times. Oh, like, yeah. I, I'm the type of guy that wants it and he needs it now. Like, I've paid double for fucking dope for years. This guy, this guy would sit three streets over from his house because he knew he'd be calling him four or five times a night and he'd be like, now nah, home in bed. So Jeremy would offer extra money. Every time. But he don't. This guy would literally be sitting in his car three streets over. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get rid of the. So names. at what at what yeah. point did uh, what point did it really set in for you that? Well, like uh, shit. So <laughs> last year, uh, like I went from like I worked for this company for like eight years, man, and uh, I went into fucking like full psychosis at work. Uh, buddy brought me crap. I was up all all night from the night before, and then my dealer worked with me. He was a rock truck driver. Uh, he was a local guy from uh, BC. What a pun that was. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm sorry, boys, but you got to call it when the neon sign says call it. And that was the best pun of life so far. My dealer, my dealer that I worked with drove a rock truck. <laughs> yeah. That is dope. Literally. Dig old Amazing. Bix. Amazing. Amazing. But uh so he brought me a, he brought me a couple of grams of crack to work and I fucking went to the outhouse after our fucking safety meeting in the morning. I hit a bowl of crack and I just went full blown psychosis. So psychosis started creeping up on me probably within the last three years of usage. Like man, I used to set booby traps up in my house, like water glasses on doorknobs, fucking you name it. I'd lock myself in a closet for two days, scared to death. Oh I've called the cops on myself probably sixty times last year. Wow. And, and then, but then he called the cops again because he didn't think they were real cops. Every time, oh, so like, the fake ones this time. <laughs> yeah, the real 
No joke, man. So like the cops would show up, or sorry, the ambulance drivers would show up, and then I called nine one one again saying there's fucking fake ambulance drivers in my house trying to kill me. You gotta send officers. And then they'd send officers, and then I called nine one one again. I'm like, man, there's something going on here. And like I'd be removed forcefully from my house multiple times. Oh my god. Yeah, it was really bad. Like it's no joke. Like don't well, do drugs. No. <laughs> Those are well, especially when you're into like into them. You know oh, I mean? like oh, oh, and you do it man. for a while, and it takes a toll. Well, see, on you. I've been doing, like I said, I've been doing coke, and like I've been doing stimulants since I was eighteen. So that's ten years, man, of drug abuse, right? Yeah. Like I'm on medication now. I'm leveled out. Things are great. Right. Uh, but like last year alone, I think I got like eight thousand dollars in ambulance bills. Okay, so hold on a second. He's here. gonna hear this, you know. I know. That's why I said it. So <laughs> when did did you two were you in treatment when you reached already, or did you guys go at the same time? So so Troy was there first, but like. Before even getting to the treatment thing, like me and Troy hooked up many times in Alberta, and we got fucked up. Like, oh yeah, I remember. I remember in Alberta one day. Like, remember at Bird's Landing, the camp. Oh my god, down at the water, down at the water, catching crawfish. Not oh. crawfish. Fuck. What are they? What are those? Uh, what are those? Oh, uh, that the basket fish. Oh, I forget what they're called. Oh, uh, walleye. There walleye. you go. Oh, yeah, catching walleye, walleye okay, just doing yeah, rails, yeah, drinking yeah. luckies. Yeah. Oh, luckies, Jesus. Yeah, right. like buying we were, it from the cook? We were buying buying crack. from the cook right at the camp? Coke and crack from the, the chef at camp, like the head chef. <laughs> oh, yeah. And yeah, then, like, we'd go into the commissary. Give me some dinner with a side of dessert, buddy. Yeah. Like. We'd go into the commissary. There there was a chick there that worked there. And you you leave a piece of paper, right? You just say, yeah, what, like, what's your room number? And then you come back. She'd give you another piece of paper. She'd give you her room number. And, like, she was in charge of the store. But she was a bootlegger. <laughs> so, like, you go into a room. <laughs> And like she'd open up her be- her drawers out of her bed underneath her bed, and she'd have everything you wanted: forty ounces, sixty ounces, fucking Texas Mickey's. Oh and, yeah, but it was pricey. Like it was a hundred dollars a quart, man. Oh yeah, we Jeez, we man. got we got wild in camp sometimes, and even in Edmonton, man. I remember one night we went out, and we were probably I think I bought me and me and this other guy we bought about and Jeremy. I think we were about like pretty well an ounce for the night. Oh, like six a.m. We got work in two hours. Jeremy's like he's starting to he's, this is like he's starting to bug out, and he's like, man, I can't go home. Someone's out there in my car. But your car's out there and your car's fine. Please get the fuck into the house. I gotta go, buddy. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, I was uh, I was already in treatment. Um, I was in treatment for uh, like thirty five, about thirty five days when I finally reached out to him um, to get him to come. Uh, dumbass was supposed to be there a month before me, but uh, I don't know. I he decided to keep getting high for a bit. I did. Don't blame him. But uh, <laughs> yeah, so. Uh, I uh, I reached out to Jeremy, and uh, well, I didn't I didn't want I didn't I didn't think to like give two fucks about him at the time, but then it's just like I got my phone back and I was sitting in my sitting in my room at at uh at the house at the, like one of the treatment houses and like oh Jeremy Tanner's Facebook I get a notification for Facebook Jeremy Tanner's live. <laughs> well, what a fucking three hour fucking video that was. <laughs> this guy's yeah. in the psych ward of the hospital, Cape Breton Regional Hospital. Listen to this about. Ten nurses, four or five cops there, maybe more cops. Cops just kept showing up. Oh, there was like right? eight or nine. And he's there least. in the corner, in the corner, phone up. They're trying to kill me. They're trying to kill me. They're trying to kill me. me. Like, send help. Like send crazy. help. Like, they're setting me up. They're setting me up. And like, the nurse is like, Jeremy, like, we're trying to help you, Jeremy. Like, come on, let us help. Little time, this is like the fourth time he's been in the hospital this week, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. And so far on Facebook Live. Oh, yeah, he I was thought, fa- I they were trying he to kill me, right? Yeah, yeah, he yeah. was live as fuck, buddy. They were coming at me with needles and shit, and I thought it was poison. and I was going crazy. So. Um, I go upstairs and I talk to Keith. I'm just like, God, oh, you got to see this, right? The video was still up there before it got taken down. So I start showing Keith. Keith's looking at me like, holy fuck, you know this guy? I say, yeah, I know. 
Turns out the intake worker worked with Jeremy. Oh, yeah. So the intake uh, worker of the treatment center, I worked with him for like three years in Alberta, and we fucking partied hard. Right? <laughs> and that, yeah. And now he's sober. He's the intake worker for Together Can. Yeah. So I go to see Doug. I'm like, Doug, Jeremy needs help. He's like, yeah, he was, supposed to, he was supposed to come a month ago. He bailed on me. I know. Like, he seriously needs help. So I showed him the video, and he's like, holy fuck. So he's trying to call him. I'm trying to call him. Finally get a hold of him, and we get it. We get it. There wasn't beds available at the time. And the cost of it, they just couldn't afford it. So then we, I know, a lot of people went to battle for it and got them a decent price. Nice. Yeah, it was, and, really, it was uh, really good. It was like a team effort from all the guys, like Troy, Doug, Keith, everybody, right? Yeah. Wow. And wow. so it was supposed to be about a week, a week and a half wait. Um, <laughs> and over that week, Jeremy's like, I, can't, I don't got money for a plane ticket. And he's just like, I'm short 180 bucks. So yeah, you're short 180 bucks because you want to go buy an eight ball. So I ain't fucking <laughs> sen- sending it. Right? I tried, right? I tried. Yeah, you're yeah. still trying. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'll give you 180 bucks once you get here. But I, yeah. I can give it to you right now. So finally, we got him a plane ticket. Uh, he books his pl- He's starting to book a plane ticket. And I was just like, okay, we can get you three days. Three days from now, you'll be on a plane. Great. Come out here. So the ticket was booked. So, yeah. You know, Troy tells me, he's like, so listen, your ticket's booked. Just stay the fuck out of trouble. Get high as much as you want. But just. You know, be good, but go ahead. Um, yeah, so me and Doug have it all set up. And as I said, I was like, man, I'm not going to tell you to stop using dope. I said, this is your last, like, this is your last hurrah, like, give her, right? <laughs> I said, I wish ever. I would have gave her one more time before I get in treatment, but obviously I'm, I'm happy where I'm at. So um, this is like midnight. I get a call 8 in the morning. Oh, no, it's about 6.30 in the morning my time. Yeah. He calls me, he's like, yo, I'm in jail. The fuck do you mean you're in jail, buddy? <laughs> like, it's like eight hours has passed. What you do? He's like, yeah. Uh, I got disarmed. I disarmed the police officer. Took his gun. So, so what happened was like, I was wrecking fucking <laughs> havoc uh, on my hometown. With my, I, I come back from Alberta. I had the jacked up truck. I didn't give a fuck. Right. Right. My ego was the size of the sky. Yep. You know, I had, I was, you know, so I was driving around this big truck. I was ripping people's fucking lawns up. I fucking ran over a drug dealer. I crashed my truck into some chick's house. Ripped the door right off my fucking seventeen lariat. So that was in the fucking shop. I got a rental from Enterprise. Crashed that fucking thing. Ripped the box right off her. Like, <laughs> like it was terrible, man. Like, it was the worst experience of my life. I would, like, I never want to use again. You know what I mean? Um, so, anyway, I'm on the way to pick up. The fucking, I, I'm doing like 120 in the 50 zone, bro. Coming down Connaught Avenue. And oh fucking God, cop flicks lights on. So I book her up McIntyre's Lane. I'm doing 200 now. You know? <laughs> and I'm coming through fucking Dominion, and then there's a cop coming towards me. So he flicks the lights on. I got my buddy beside me. He's got beer. You know, we're on the way to get coke. We're not even high at this time, and I'm pissed. <laughs> and uh, so the cop comes up. He's like, was that you coming up Canada Avenue to 120? I said, buddy, I said, I was just down by Sardo's at the beach, chilling with my buddy Leo. I was like, fuck off. He's like, yeah, and I bet you that wasn't you that tore up the line yesterday either, was it? Because I got pulled over the day before. Right out of her. My truck was covered in grass. I'm coming out of the woods, and the cop stops me in Burst Grove. He's like, man, he's like, what the fuck? You got grass? We're looking for somebody that did some property damage. I was like, man, I said, we've been in here. I was with my buddy and uh, my buddy's cousin. I was like, they were just smoking up. I said, he's like, you got grass all over the truck. I said, yeah, I was in the woods, man. He's like, yeah, fair enough. Have a good night. But but it was the same cop the next night, and he knew it was me, right? Oh, wow. So yeah. I was like, and but they let me go anyway, so I fucking boogered in the water for it. I go to this chick's house, pick up a bunch of blow. I do a rail. Right away, I'm in full psychosis. I fucking left my buddy out on the side of the road. I feel so bad about it. I haven't talked to him since. It's all good. He's probably, yeah. Anyway. But, uh, <laughs> not, not even so, a hey man, did you make it home? Yeah, <laughs> nothing. 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 Do you know he's alive? Oh, he's alive. Okay. Uh but uh, so I f- I'm in full psychosis and I started thinking there's somebody in the back of my truck, 
So, like, I'm doing 180 from the waterfall to fucking Glace Bay. I'm flipping the seats up as I'm driving. I'm swerving all over the fucking road. And I fucking finally make it to the cop station, right? If this is actually going to incriminate you or something? I don't think it'll incriminate me. The charges are already pending, and I got a lawyer, so. Okay, so we'll still would cut your it. lawyer tell you not to say anything? We'll still cut it. Yeah, it's going to get just, cut anyway, yeah. so go ahead. Yeah. It, just, it doesn't it's matter. We'll say, we'll say, can no. we end it? Right. Can you end it at you crashed your anyway, truck through the gate? Okay, well, just leave it. It's gonna get well, cut, actually, man. I'll tell you. I'll, you can actually leave this part in. It's not going to incriminate me because it's my, on my disclosure anyway. Uh, so I drove the truck through the fucking arm. There was a cop in the parking lot. I almost hit him. Uh, we had like a fucking half hour standoff. I got in a fucking fight with him. I disarmed him. I got his weapon out of his belt, right? Right. And then a whole bunch of other cops came at me, and it was like a 45-minute fight with me against six cops. And like, I was swinging, bro. <laughs> like, there was no way of getting me in a cop car. Not happening. <laughs> And, but they did anyway. I got choked the fuck out. But right, <laughs> there were six of them. But you know, when I'm high on crack and coke, I'm a big dude, right? It's like Ricky Muscle mu- Mushroom Man. Like oh yeah, muscle- it's wild. It is wild. And then I, and and then I went to jail. And then thank God my mom was there. My I was almost in cardiac arrest, right? Like I was a mess. Jesus. And uh, my mom was my mom showed up at the police station, and she's like, "You're taking him to the hospital." And they wouldn't. T- they, they they beat the shit out of me, bro. I couldn't walk for a week. My right arm, I couldn't lift for like two weeks, bro. Like I was fucked up. But it was, I didn't give a shit. But uh, so they ended up taking me to the hospital. Uh, this was a whole other time, like not the first time, like when Troy was talking about like that incident. That was like four days before this. And two days after that, I had a three-hour standoff at the college. Like it, there was a bad week, bro. Oh I was arrested. God, yeah. Yeah. Wow, that is a bad week. Yeah, I was arrested like, I don't know, four or five times. <laughs> so how, how many days after you... So I got out of the hospital. I yeah. picked up the fucking phone. I called Troy. I called Doug from the treatment center. I was like, I need to go now. Right, like three days. Three days later, we had him in treatment. Was, yeah, yep. so it was like literally seventy-two hours. Mm. So I ended up like I, I, my actually no, sorry, it was it was seven. It was. I like the blue. It was six days. Nice. It, six days. It was six days because my clean date was October twentieth, and I flew out on the twenty-sixth. And I was. Oh in yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so it was six days. Sorry. Oh yeah, because you, yeah, you asked me for money to get you a plane ticket, but yeah, yeah. I know you wanted to buy an eight ball. So and, I had to like I, I know detoxed. the going rate. I detoxed the whole week before I actually went, so I came into treatment clean, actually. And the only reason that I went into treatment clean was the cops showed up at my mom's house three times a fucking day to check on me. <laughs> <laughs> so I couldn't I couldn't use, right? Yeah. And that was part of my <clears throat> conditions, right? And then I get to treatment, you know, and, uh, like, Troy, Troy picked me up at the airport, and we're on the way to change. He's like, yeah, you're going to lose your phone and all this shit. I was, like, I was thinking in my head, like, fuck this place, I'm out. <laughs> and uh, I go into changes for, like, I was there for two days. You know, uh, just hate in life, man. You know, and then I remember Troy showed up the second day. He's like, he dropped me off some fucking shampoo. It was the best feeling ever. I had nothing. You know, I went shampoo to, and cigarettes. Shampoo discount and cigarettes. cigarettes Dif- yeah, discount cigarettes and a bottle of shampoo. Right. <laughs> I was like, you know what? Maybe I'll. He, yeah, he wants me to stay here. And then I seen Troy doing so well. Right. Yeah, he was clean. So I was like, fuck it. I'll give it a. Tr- I'll give it a try. Right. I never realized that I was a fucking junkie until I was leaving that detox changes center you know like when i was in edmonton man like i i try to get sober so many times over the years and like i would go to na meetings and i would sit there and i'd literally laugh to myself looking at these people telling me their stories bro and then i go out and sit in my truck and i hit a bowl of crack and i'm like <laughs> i don't have a problem right <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, these I, guys got the problem <laughs> these guys are fucked up yeah no i'm, I'm just good. having fun yeah exactly you know i was always chasing a, a bigger high and a better party right absolutely and it just got totally out of hand you know, and I lived that lifestyle for 10 years. But here I am now, like 186 days sober, you know. That's awesome. Healthy. Healthy. Alive. I was actually the only guy to go through treatment, they said, that lost fucking weight. 
Oh, you just got last week going in there. That's good, man. He shows yeah. up, he's just like, yeah, I'm vegan. And I'm like, fuck you, you're vegan. <laughs> <laughs> you know I mean? Luckily enough, luckily yeah. enough, I, I, I was in good with the cook. Oh, yeah. And I'm just like, so she started making him his own so shit. So I just right? wanted to try, I wanted to fucking try something new, right? Right. And they're like, you're seri- you're a crackhead, <laughs> but you're a vegan. Like, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So I did, I... <laughs> right? Yeah. Our body is a fucking temple. Right? Yeah, exactly. What She's the like, fuck they, they, everyone looked at me like, I was, but I just, I held, I held my head high, and I fucking ate plants, man. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so, um, like, if it, like knowing where you guys came from, and know, knowing the the progression of the addiction for the two of you guys, what what was the tipping point that, like, was it? The phone call that you had made to Jeremy or or the bad week you had. Like, what was that the tipping point for you going there? Like, what what was it that kind of, like... It wasn't just decision for yourself or your family. So, leading... Uh, now, that I'm, like, now that I have, like, a clear mind and I think back on it, like, that week leading up to the morning that I called Keith, like, I was, like, I was very emotional and, like, I was struggling and... Um, like I was kept saying to my sister to like my sister Ash, she was like, Man, I'm I'm tired of this life. I was crying to her, like I don't want this anymore, don't want this anymore, don't want this anymore. But it'd be more so like when I'm on the come down, right? I'm just like getting ready for bed or just like or I'm waiting for dope, right? If I got a couple hours to wait and then I like go to sleep for four or five hours, like oh, fuck this, let's go. Where are we going tonight? You know what I mean? It's just like but then it's just like but that that never really happened to me, right? Like that uh that like on the come down everyone was just like I was like, I fucking hate my life, fuck this, fuck you, like right. you know what I mean? But um, well, like for me, it, like that wasn't it wasn't really a thing, and it's just like I. But it was like this week. It was just like I was I was emotional as fuck. You know what I mean? It's just like I think I started to realize I was starting to get too deep, like get in too deep again, and I just I couldn't stop. You know what I mean? It's just like, um, I mean, there's a lot of shit that leads up to it. To this day, I still don't know what made me make that phone call that morning. I think maybe right. the disgust. Yeah. Um, like, I couldn't look at myself in the mirror, you know what I mean? Like, everything. I didn't give a fuck about seeing my child. Like, it was just two weeks ago was the first time I seen him in 386 days, you know what I mean? Just like, and I was lying to everyone, lying to mom, lying to Jeremy, like, cursing out my ex, like, cursing the fuck out of her, like, screw this girl because she's not letting me see my kid. But now, like, right. when I think of it, I'm just like, good job. Like, I, I, I really applaud her for not letting me see him. I'm, I'm glad he didn't see me in that state, right? Yeah. Um, because I had no, like, I didn't, like, if I wasn't laying on the couch next to Jeremy while he was playing video games, I was still getting high. And the only time I was laying on the couch is when I didn't have dope, you know what I mean? And it's because I had to lay on the couch. I couldn't do nothing. Right, yeah. Um, and, but yeah, like, that, to why I actually went, I still have, I still try to think. But I, I really, I don't give a fuck why I went. I went. Exactly. You know yeah, what I absolutely. mean? Absolutely. Yeah. It's just like, here I am. You know what I mean? It's everybody's uh, everybody's rock bottom's different, right? Absolutely. Well, yeah, that's why. I, I don't have that's a rock bottom. This is one thing that we always argue about. I know. Um, I know. He's, he says rock bottom. I say there's rock bottom for me is I'm dead in the ground. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, yeah. I have my low point, my yeah. lowest point, but rock bottom for me is I'm in the casket. I'm dead. Right. Well, you know I mean? we'll see. Like my rock bottom was losing my career, losing my truck, losing my kid. You know, losing my house, losing everything. Yeah. yeah. And you know what? Like that still wasn't a fuck enough. Either. Yeah. No. Me too. Uh, like. Uh, me like uh, many um, one of my many attempts trying to get sober like I was in Edmonton I flew back to Cape Breton again stay at my mom's and then my buddy Mike man God, is, God rest his soul he's dead now uh, from an overdose but uh, he was my best friend right uh, he's like you're coming back to work he's like I'm gonna get your shit together don't worry meanwhile this guy's a fucking dealer he smokes heroin I should have knew better right but he was my bro absolutely yeah uh, so I move I fly fucking back to Edmonton 
I was there for two days. He was smoking heroin. He's like, man, you want some heroin? I'm like, bro, no. Like, I'm trying to stay sober. Meanwhile, I got a bag of coke in my pocket. Uh, so we go over to we go over to his buddy's house the next day. He's at work, and I'm there just with his buddy that he picks up stuff from. And Mike calls me. He's like, I know you're at I know you're at his house. He's like, I'm on the fucking way to pick you up. I was like, fuck, here we go. <laughs> uh, he picks me up. He gives me shit the whole way home, bro. We get we get home. He's like he, he's like I'm going to take a shower. Uh, I'll deal with you when I get out, kind of thing, right? He never came out of his bedroom, bro. Oh, wow. Yeah. He, uh, I was out there sitting on the couch high for an hour, bro. And uh, I went in. I had one cigarette left, and I remember knocking on the door to see if he wanted to come have it, split it with me, right? Right. And he never came out, so I went and had the cigarette, and then I came back in. I sat down, and uh, uh, I waited another 20 minutes and nothing still. So right. I came up, and I said, something's going on, right? Uh, I opened up his bedroom door. There's no water running, but he had like a bedroom. He had a bathroom in his bedroom. Okay, so like an ensuite. Yeah, and the door was shut, but the light was on. So I knocked on it like three or four times, man. And I was like, Mike, no answer, right? I opened up the door, and there he is naked on the floor dead. Oh, fuck. So I'm like, what the fuck, right? Uh, so I called 911, you know, I was there for like six hours. Like, I didn't know what the fuck. And then all of a sudden, the cop comes out of his bedroom with like a gas mask on right. and a plate with a mountain of fucking blow. Oh, my God, wow. Right? Uh, they're, and they're asking the questions Like honestly I had no fucking idea Right Like it, they found it Hid behind his TV right So he was hiding his usage From me from the blow Because he, he was, was trying to Yeah Yeah you know what I mean Because <clears throat> he was trying to help me Exactly Even yeah, though yeah. he had a problem right Right And that's the sad reality Of this disease Yeah Like you know He was my best friend Yeah man Right so but It yeah. doesn't discriminate no, it oh, does, right. it, absolutely. No. It, don't, it don't matter who you are, big, no. tall, so, small, yeah. shout out to black, my boy. white, yellow. It, it, <laughs> yeah, yeah, big, it big it shout out to your. It don't matter who my you boy, are, white, what right? you are. That's a huge, yeah. Yeah, you know what I mean, it's if it wants you, to fucking rock man will take you down. Oh, it, absolutely. So, <clears throat> what was your what was your overall? What would you guys say? Like, how was your overall experience with treatment? And how many how many days was was that? Well, how many days you spent in treatment? I I really really enjoyed it. Um, the you're in a place where everyone there was a drug addict. Yeah, counselors, uh, fucking your intake workers, your instructors, your roommates, your room. Everybody was a yeah. fucking drug addict. Everybody. I'm pretty sure. Maybe one or two. Maybe some of the girls upstairs weren't. But, um, but yeah, like everybody there, you're like your story was similar to someone. There was no one that was. Oh well, he's better. He did more drugs than me. Or this person did. No, you're all there. You're, they're all fucking drug addicts. Drug addicts, junkies. Whatever he's all lost everything he's all need help. Right? That was the best thing about it, though, right? Right. It yep. was. Um, it didn't matter. Like, who wants to get up in a room of fifty guys and cry their eyes out in front of them? Like, I mean, I did it multiple times. You know what I mean? It's just like you. It, you felt really, sa- really safe. No one was gonna judge you there because you know I know what. One day you're gonna be sitting in that fucking chair and you don't want me laughing at you either, right? So it's yeah. It's every it 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 wasn't. It's not just a treatment center, man. It's a family there. Right, and that's how. That's soon as as soon as I walked in the doors, it's just like it was just like a sense of like I could just let out a big sigh. It was just like a sense of relief. Like right. as soon as I walked in there, it was just like I have hope. It's just like it's like an overwhelming feeling. Like shit gets better from here. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You might have some bumps, but shit, shit, like this is where everything starts to get better from. And like just the love that everybody shows, uh, everybody like. It was insane, man. You know, like, I went in there with nothing. You know, second day, Troy's showing up with smokes and shampoo for me. Then I go, see, I came in seven days clean, right? So I didn't, I skipped the whole compound right away. So I went right to a 1.5 house where they have a little bit more freedom. Right. You know? Uh, So we were able to go out, like, we weren't supposed to go anywhere, but we did it anyway. You know? Mm -hmm. We're addicts. Mm -hmm. You know? 
Uh, well, and that's only because of COVID, right? During, uh, oh well, yeah, because if COVID wasn't going on, normally when you're in one of these 1.5 houses, once you leave the actual the compound, um, once you once you're done classes at two o'clock, you got free ra- free roaming the whole city, yeah, right until eleven o'clock. But a lot of the, they use these times to go to go to, go to meetings, and it's like they're not keeping you captive there. You know what I mean? So, and in which I found really weird because like. Who's just gonna give? You're you're coming to a fucking a city that's in like a drug drug acad- like epidemic. Well, yeah, you know so we're a city going in Canada right now for drugs, right. and that's where we went for treatment. Right. You can so. walk down one street in Vancouver and just say, "Hard soft. What do you want? Pills? This, that, that." And you got thousands of people running to you oh, yeah. saying, "I got you. What you want?" You go down yeah. like East Hastings, and there's thousands of people on each side. There's TVs for sale, man. There's fucking pop up closets with clothes. Like there's tents. Like there's fires on the sidewalk, man. Yeah. So like. I, I kind of fucking getting thrown back in with the wolves. Eh? Oh like, yeah, and that's what I mean. I, I'm kind of glad COVID was going on while I was there because, like, I mean, I loved the city, like the party, like you know what I mean. Like you guys, I was always downtown in Halifax. You know what I mean? I, just, I wouldn't even be going to the bars. I'd be driving through the city, driving through the city, hooting and hollering at girls, just high as fuck. You know what I mean? Trying to pick someone up. Like now we're in a city where there's. Yeah, it was wild. Well, we ain't got no Nova Scotia girls. Like, I, mean? I was scared. You know I mean, these are here's a big city. Like it's a big city. It's like the nightlife is way better, ten times better than what Halifax would have been. So everybody, uh, everybody always told me about East Hastings, <laughs> and like if we were caught down there, we we're fucking out on the streets. Like, oh, yeah. they kick you out of treatment. Hmm. So wow. like I wouldn't go down there, right? And then I think the, Troy was the first one to take me down there, and we went down there once, and and that was it. I was like, I don't ever want to go back. Down we there. were, yeah. I took him down there. We were, we were. We we're living at Unity. We we're living at the second stage sober living house at this point. Yeah, so like we're free range now. We can go to work. We can do our own thing, right? So like Troy had bought a vehicle. We were working in in Vancouver, and he's like, "Let's go for a drive." He's like, "I want to show you how bad it is." Mm. And he took me down there. I was like, "Fuck this place!" Wow. Like, and it was a reminder of how bad it can get. My treatment stay was a lot better than most people get to have it. It's kind of sad to say because like I had someone upstairs, and like I had free range. Like I was like. 19 days into treatment, I was allowed to leave to come. I was allowed to leave my 1.5. I was go for dinner for, with someone, right? Just because I had Keith there, but Keith worked at the center, right? And which it wasn't fair to a lot of guys because nobody could get to do, go do nothing. COVID, you're, you weren't allowed to fuck up, but here I am downtown eating at this rest, this high, fancy restaurant where they're cooking the food in front of you, doing tricks and all this shit. And <laughs> yeah, like, yeah Kobe, fuck yeah, I'm the man. Right? And, uh, but, um, but yeah, my treatment it was really good. Like I got around my forty day mark, I was allowed to start volunteering. Where a lot of guys got to wait to like the sixty day mark, so I started volunteering. Um, and then by like my fifty day mark, I was I was already or sorry sixty day mark, I had already had enough hours, and I started getting an honorarium for volunteering. So I was like, fuck class, I want to make some money. You know what I mean? But a lot of shit started getting repetitive for me, and I was more hands on. Like I wanted to help people, so I started doing that for a bit. Um, but I stayed 90 days in primary care uh, at the center, and then um, I moved to the second stage sober living house, which wasn't the plan at first. Um, I agreed to three months in treatment, and then three weeks into treatment, I talked to my daddy. He said, like, yeah, so you're there till March. And I'm like, who the fuck agreed to March? You know what I mean? I, I thought I was coming to, I was going to be home by Christmas. And then it's just like, I, and sure enough, I, I didn't move out of the sober, of second stage sober living house until I hit my six months. Yeah. Um, but yeah, when uh, it just worked out good. Like when I moved to the sober living house, um, uh, the second stage house, um, Jeremy ended up moving in there with me once he was done. And so then, best choice ever, mind you. He was uh, <laughs> he was so worried about like uh, he did sixty days in treatment and fifty four to be exact. Oh, fifty four. See, I got and I got shorted right. He was he was worried about going 
uh, having to go. I was worried about him going back home because he didn't really have nothing to do after, like right. after treatment. So yeah. I, I told him, I said, "I'll get you a job. Don't worry." He's like, "No, you fucking won't." You know what I mean? He was he was he moved in the sober the uh, he moved into the house with me. Two days later, I had my job. You know what I mean? And so we started working together. Well, see, this was the thing. Like I could have went back to Alberta anytime. I didn't want to go to Alberta. I was scared to death. You know, Troy's like, "I'm gonna hook you up. I'm gonna get you a job in van. Don't worry about it." And he did, and he did. So, and then work started getting slow there. I'm just like, I'm going to Alberta. He's like, Well, fuck, man, you just got me a job. Why don't you leave me? No, fuck it, you're coming with me. So, no, yeah. no, you're not. No, I'm not. <laughs> sure enough, when I got the job offer, he said it's two for one deal. Both of us go where no one goes. Yeah. He's like, When can you come? I said, We'll leave tomorrow. All right. So then we ventured off. This was in January. Um, January 25th, we ventured off to Alberta together. Everyone thought it was a bad idea for us to leave. Um, because we were leaving so soon, but we had to go. We we had no mo- no way to pay for 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 our rent for this house. You right. know what I mean? Um, my unemployment had ran out. I paid for part of my my treatment went to Serb for God's sakes. You know what I mean? Do it's like I did do. what I had. I don't care. Like I'll pay it on the back end, but I yeah. had to do what I had to do to get clean. Right? Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Um, so then we went to Alberta. Uh, froze our ass off for a fucking while, minus sixty. Um, and then our next day, our, our set of days off, we'd, we'd drive all the way back to Van. We'd drive the 10 hours all the way back to Vancouver, stay there for our four days, and then we'd go back to work. And we did that until I hit my six-month mark. He was at his five-month mark, or just yeah, just under his five-month mark. And then we said, you want to know what? It's The travel is getting too much. Like, we're working so much. Let's, yeah. let's move out, right? I was at my six. I did, my, I did exactly. Um, I left September 8th. For treatment, I moved out. Of, I moved out of the of when treatment. We, when did we uh, move out of treatment? March eighth. It was, it was exactly 8th? six months for me. Can you remember? Um, and that's what I agreed upon with my dad. So that's a, that's what I said I'd do. Um, so we, uh, once again, everyone said you shouldn't leave. You shouldn't leave. You shouldn't leave. And it's just because as addicts, we're destined to fail. You know what I mean? They they tell you you will relapse. It's just a matter of when, right? But it's like five to seven percent of us won't. Yeah, right? there is yeah. a percentage that won't do it right, and like you know. Five percent of us will make it. Yeah. So, so are you really uh, ever fully recovered? Then, no, if they say no, that, never, never, buddy. never. Yeah, we'll that's never. Something we gotta live with for the rest of our lives, it, right? It's like addiction. Someone said something to me one day, and it was just like addiction. Uh, addiction doesn't take a day off. Neither, so neither can I, right? Right, right. And but it's just like recovery don't stop. Our story is wild. Like oh, we could sit here and go. We could do podcast after podcast after podcast every week. Right. And like, there's not enough. St- we have more than enough. We got 20 years of stories to tell. You right, know what I exactly. mean? Exactly. And it's just like I held back. I hold back on a little bit because mom listens to this. And yeah. like But like, I mean, we got some wild fucking shit. So that's happened. Go ahead. No, never mind. We'll save it for later, maybe. Uh-huh. Oh, Joe. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, you could go ahead, man. I don't know. I just, I just thought you guys wanted to hear like her story or something. <laughs> oh my goodness, a story. Yeah, I told. I wrapped myself in a pretzel and said, "Lick away," because I couldn't get heard. <laughs> oh my! And it cost me five hundred dollars. So anyway, I'll tell one quick <laughs> right, one, and that so is it. Yeah, quick, tell me a quick stripper story. So because. I was in Coal Lake, man. I was making like fucking five thousand dollars a week. No joke. <laughs> uh, it was full industrial rate, double time Saturday, Sunday, uh, over uh, time and a half Fridays. So it, it was like it was my rate was like fifty eight dollars an hour throughout the week regularly. Right on the weekends, it was like a hundred and something. So I was making it's mad money. They were giving me three hundred and fifty dollars a day living allowance, oh, tax free, tax free, bro. Oh my god! So like that... I'm in this shittiest fuck motel that I could find, <laughs> just so I could save money for other shit. Right, right. So we, I was on like a four day fucking bender, I think, in Cold Lake. And uh, but on a side note, before I even get into it, like uh, I was making like twenty grand a month there. I was spending thirty. 
Like, it was that bad. Oh, my God. Like, I had to call my boss and tell him I'm leaving. I'm not coming back. This is a bad place for me. That's a bad <laughs> fucking town. I thought Fort Mac was bad. Holy oh, fuck. Oh, no. Cold Lake, bro. <laughs> yeah. It's a whole other world. Yeah, that place. But anyway, I called this girl, and she, she, she told me it was like 300 bucks, right? So she shows up at the door. She's got a debit machine. I'm like, debit at the door? No joke. <laughs> right? And uh, uh, I pay. I pay. Skip the bitches? Is that that <laughs> crazy, eh? Like, the te- like, I couldn't believe it. And uh, so I paid her the three hundred dollars, and then she comes in. She's like, "Okay, so now we got to talk about rates." I'm like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" I was like, "I just gave you three hundred dollars." She's like, "No." She's like, "It starts at five, and it goes up from there." And I'm like, "Okay, take five. So I fucking swipe my debit card again. So then she gets naked. We get on the bed or whatever. We start fooling around, or whatever, man. And like, I've smoked so much crack. Like, my dick is inside me. Like, no joke. <laughs> I couldn't even get hard, right? Oh, no. So like, it was it was brutal. And she started flipping the fuck out. And I'm like, I'm like, bitch, I just gave you eight hundred dollars. Like, you're staying. You're not going nowhere. I was like, I got, I got an Xbox. We will play Mario Kart. I don't care. You know? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? But anyway, yeah. That, that was just one of the one of the many, right? But uh, you know what? That, that's not me. You know what I mean? That was the addict side of me. Like, yeah. I couldn't think twice. I couldn't think twice of going out and paying something for sex right now. So that is absolutely did discreet. What? y'all play Mario Kart? We did, yeah. Did she win? Was she any good? She was pissed. Like, oh, she was all right, yeah. But uh, <laughs> we did play Mario Kart for about 15 minutes. So, um, That's awesome. Um, yeah. How was, or how was and how is um, support for you guys? How was support uh, while you guys were in treatment? Um, you know, like, you, have peop- you have people back home um, or, you know. No one. Not a soul. Not no. a soul. <laughs> no, um, you want to know what? Once I, uh, before. I thought I had no one to like, no one to lean on, or like, no one gave two fucks, right? Like, I destroyed, manipulated, lied, cheated, beat down everyone in my life, right? And it's just like I thought everyone turned their back on me, but really, I just I turned a blind eye to them, right? I didn't, I turned my back on them. I didn't give, I didn't. They they all wanted to help me, but nobody knew how, right? Right. Um. Uh. But as soon as I went to treatment, it's just like everyone just. They will. They gave me like an overwhelming amount of support. Right, I have a, I have like a better relationship. Like I've always had a really, really good relationship with my mom. I could always ask her anything, talk to her about whatever. Right, and it's even now she knows she knows a lot of this deep dark shit. Right, yeah. Um, and I know it breaks her heart to hear it, but I, like, I have to talk about it. And she does. She allows me to. Right, and it's like we have a like we have a stronger connection now. Like, um. I did, we well we were here we moved back um and we just decided that both of us are going to stay here in Halifax now right so mom and Jeremy once again they take me in right and um they uh like they're I I I pretty well try to tell them almost every day or every second day like just how thankful I am for them yeah, for being there test to that absolutely like, it's like it's like right now my little here. sister's calling me and it's killing me not to not to answer just cuz like she like she's a big support for me too right like I mean for the first what I don't know you can answer it. Just take the call. Not you you, were, you had right. an overwhelming amount of support. You didn't think that. Um. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't like that. I didn't think was there. You know what I mean? It's just like, and it's as I went through. Like I just up and left. You know what I mean? Like nobody knew I went to treatment except for like a couple of you guys. Like yeah. a couple. Like well, I just I, I honestly thought you well. What I was told was that you yeah, went. I out, didn't tell him. He didn't tell yeah. me. Yeah. He said that you had went out 
to work to run truck in BC. I was like, oh yeah, that's cool. Yeah, like, right? that's awesome. Yeah. And then he's like, oh yeah, so this is the real reason. I was like, oh thank fuck, right? Oh yeah, like, and I was hanging up with these like a, a really close friend of mine back home. She was up in Halifax, and when she seen me, she was just like, wow, something's wrong with you, right? But yeah, I like I I pulled myself together. I was up for like four days. I pulled myself together. Just by doing, I thought I pulled myself together anyway, but I just started doing more drugs to try to keep myself awake to be able to, <laughs> right? And they they left Halifax, and the next day I was just like, I was I was gone. You know what I mean? Like I didn't tell anybody that I left. Like the two guys that, that lived next door that I was hanging out with every day, I didn't tell them. The only people that knew was my sister and mom and Jeremy, and like we didn't even tell my niece. You know what I mean? We just thought, we just said like, okay, I'm going to work, right? And that's what I told people for, like like once I was oh, gone. Yeah, right, right, yeah. He was like, I just disappeared, and everyone was like, where the fuck you at? You know what I mean? Yeah. And it well, it wasn't even wasn't even because once I got there, I was what we booked my ticket that night. The next five a.m. I was on a plane. By lunchtime, my phone was gone. I didn't get my phone for five days yeah. after this. Yeah. And so like, I had a bunch of people that owed me money, and like, I just said fuck it. And luckily enough, like when I turned my phone, I had like a thousand dollars in e transfers, which is pretty sweet. Yeah. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but yeah, no, it's just like the support was um. It's amazing, like, every day through through that I went through treatment, it's just, like, one, once I made it publicly known, like, I waited, I don't even know exactly how long I waited before I made something, put something on Facebook that uh, I was sober. I think yeah. I was, I think it was, like, 20 days or something like that. Yeah. I put something on, and, like, everyone, nobody could believe that I was there. Like, yeah. it was, like, it, it was like I shocked, I shocked a lot of people that, that once they seen that, I was, because I even told, like, I told my, my kid's mom, then I, I I emailed her the day that I was just before I got on the plane and said, Hey, I'm going to treatment. I'll see you when I get back. Sorry. Sorry for everything, right? Of course she didn't fucking believe me. Uh so she called my sister and she my little sister and she was just like, Yeah, I know he's actually gone, right? And at this point I hadn't seen my kid since May twelfth. His birthday was the only was the last time I got to FaceTime him. And before that, the for I got to see him physically May twenty seventh last year. And like throughout the whole summer stuff, I fought and like every day I was cursing her out. To mom and Jeremy that I couldn't see my kid, right? And so then she, my little sister, I called her about a week later, and she was, uh, she was just like, I was like, did Alyssa, did Alyssa message you? She said, yeah, she said she's very proud of where you went. I've never heard this girl ever say she was proud of me, right? Um, I'm in treatment. Um, I'm in treatment, and like, it was like, I was about a month in treatment, and it took 27 years for my dad to say he was proud of me. Right, I like he might have when I was a kid, you know what I mean? Right, but like, yeah. Like, that must have yeah. felt phenomenal. Like, like, but I, I don't remember. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And, but yeah, like, yeah, but yeah. for him to like, I could actually hear like the hate in his voice was gone. Right. You know what I mean? And I could it was tell, sincere. Yeah, I could tell that he was proud of me. Right. That's awesome. Um, that's good. That's great. And so every day, it's just even still like it's not so that's not so much every day now, but at least like every second day or every third day, there's someone reaching out to me saying like, "Hey, I can't believe where you're at right now." Right. You know what I mean? It's just <laughs> like it's a big turnaround, man. I've reconnected with so many people like that. I like even people that I've beat down and just like or I got robbed from, I stole from, or like I cheated. Like they're back in my life. You know what I mean? They they love me more than they more than they did before. Right. Right. And uh, it's kind of hard not to. Yeah. Right. Well, to, you when you make it like love you more than before because you're. The love has somewhere to go when it's given to you. Now, before it felt like it was, it, there was, and, and, and it went nowhere. And people don't know if they're going to lose you or not. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. Yeah. So, and did you have the you have the same support in treatment or? Oh, absolutely, man. Everybody loves everybody, right? 
uh, everybody wants to see you succeed. Uh, man, like, uh, I haven't spent a Christmas with my daughter in, like, three years, right? And, like, before, I, I've always worked all the holidays. Yep. Uh, you know, um, so, like, this, this one around, though, this Christmas, man, it really hit me hard, right? I remember sitting on the couch, you know, there's nine guys decorating the tree. And they're like, Jeremy, get up here. And I was like, no, man, I'm good. Like, don't ask me again. And they're like, what the fuck's your problem? And then I just broke down, right? Right. You know, I started crying. I don't cry. Yep. You know? Uh, but I did that day. I Absolutely, did. man. And that, and, and, I tell and, you, dude. And, crying uh, feels so fucking good. Oh, now? Like, uh, buddy, I, I, if I could cry on point, I would. I, I, I catch myself laying on the couch watching these videos on Facebook. Like, these, like sad so, videos, these soldiers right? coming home and shit. Oh, and I'm just like, oh, oh my yeah. dude. Choking up. Oh, yeah. crying is crazy. Like, I watched this movie last night and this girl got, like, murdered and, like, I was almost in tears. What what movie? Unhinged. She's a nice woman, right? You know, I haven't been happy in a long time. She makes me happy, so. That's awesome, dude. Yeah. She got you listening to, like, sappy music and shit, too? Oh, or what? Yeah. No. Although we've come. Hey, dude, nothing wrong with <laughs> a little bit of boys to men. <laughs> Um, oh my god. That's so great. I love you all. So do you guys do you guys think at one point um uh you guys will ever explain this to your children? Because absolutely. you guys both have you guys both Oh a hundred percent. Absolutely. They gotta 100%. know, right? Yeah, absolutely. You know, yep. uh, there's gonna be a co- there's gonna come a time and day when my daughter or Troy's son is gonna try to experiment with alcohol or dope. It's a mm. given. Everybody yep. does it. Right. And they need to know the severity of what can happen. Absolutely. Right. Yep. And it's just like uh, Jackson knew I was gone somewhere um, because, like, well, we didn't speak for five months, right? I didn't know conversation between me and him whatsoever. And all of a sudden, I got to FaceTime. He's like, Dad, where are you at? Right? And I, like, I was I was worried. Like, I was asking the guys in treatment. Like, I was up in front at the AA meeting in front of 50 guys. Like, what do I say? You know what I mean? It's the only thing I can think of is Daddy's sick and he's going to get help. Yeah. So, so that's what we went on. He's a daddy. Daddy's sick, right? But how how long is this kid gonna believe I'm sick for? You know what I mean? It's yeah, just like absolutely. for weeks and weeks Forever, and weeks. For, he loves yeah. You. yeah, like yeah, well, for yeah. weeks and weeks and weeks. I'm just like, yeah, daddy's sick. He's like, are you almost better? Yeah, you almost better. Well, can I come out there and help you? Like, can I make you soup or stuff like this? Right. And I'm just like, and so when I got home and I surprised him and I seen him, he's just like, he's feeling my face, like, holy shit, you're fucking here. Yeah. Right. Like hell. And because uh, at first, like, you seen the seen the carpool and he's looking, he's just like, hi. And then he's just, then his eyes just like. Hi, Dad. Yeah. Right? Oh my and God. And he's just like, "You're home from British Columbia." I said, "Yeah." And he's just like, "You're not sick no more, right?" And I was like, "No, I don't know." He's like, "So you don't need soup?" I was like, "No, I don't need soup." Right? And <laughs> he's just like, um, yeah. It's just I tried to get, I tried to get like to get his mom to video the reaction of right. like, him and me. Yeah. But just like I couldn't, I couldn't even give her the chance. As like, soon as I opened the door, I was oh, gone. Oh, yeah, that I was, was it. Gone, right? Yeah. That, um, that's that what that happens too fast. Right? You, you, you know what I mean. But yeah, I'd, I'll definitely explain it to him. Um, probably not anytime soon. Like he's 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 brilliant. He's a brilliant kid. But I mean, I want him to actually fully understand. Right. The exactly. Of it, you know what yep. I mean. And and it's like obviously as he gets older, he's gonna see me doing stuff for my recovery. Right. So he's gonna. He's a bit the, curious. Like he might see books around the house, or he might see me exactly. doing me doing meetings. So it's, <laughs> he, he'll have some knowledge of it. And he, I know he's gonna have questions. Right. So. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna explain it you in, have to, in right? great detail, right? You know, yep. oh, like when I uh, when I went to treatment, uh, I told my daughter that I was sick. Yeah. And Daddy's away, and uh, when Daddy gets better, he'll come home. Yeah. You know, but there's gonna be a come. There's gonna come a time and point where I'm gonna tell her what sick was, right? Right. Exactly. Yeah. Wow. Um. So, you guys, um, 
have done obviously fantastic for yourselves. You guys both look healthy as fuck. You, thanks, you, you seem like you got good heads on your shoulders now. You're yeah, like we were. You're, you're a pleasure to be around. Uh, thanks, man. You know what I mean. We were like downtown the other day getting snacks from Underground Snacks. Yeah, and I, I was just looking down the road. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, look how like bright everything looks. <laughs> you know? Look how clear everything man, is, man. I was just like, yeah, buddy. Like, like wow. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. yeah it was yeah, amazing. Yeah, I couldn't believe it. Amazing. Like, when I look in the mirror and I look at my eyes, I've never seen my eyes so white in my life. I, I was know? literally, I was saying, I was saying to, I think I was saying to him yesterday or the day before, just like, I was taking a Snapchat, trying to send it to this girl, and just like, holy fuck, the, like the complexion I have, like in my face and stuff, like the color of my skin and all this yeah. shit. And I'm just like, damn, I look great. Right? Yeah. And oh, it's like, just like, like, I used to, it's like, just like, I'll get compliments and people are just like, oh, you look so good. And I said, yeah, fuck yeah, I do. I remember. Right? Like, yeah. I, and I'm not being, I'm not being cocky or anything or no, no, conceited look, or nothing like that, good. but I'm just like, I, f- like, I'm very proud. I, I couldn't re- help but say it, like, when you, when you showed up at my work to take his fucking car. That I forgot to get MBI'd or fill the cast off. <laughs> yeah. Troy came and stole it. Pretty much. Um, when you were leaving, I was just like, like when I saw you, I, I recognized you right away, but I didn't. Right. Yeah. Well, because like, you're kind of like. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> he's, crazy, he's like eh? the plug for listening. Like, compared to like the way I look, like the way we think we look now. Yeah. Like I remember like in full blown fucking addiction, banging steroids, you know, and like smoking crack. And yeah. I thought I looked good. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, like, you're looking like the Crip Keeper. It was they, bad, yeah, man. Yeah. You know, yeah. like crazy, like jacked, heating up, <laughs> yeah, like up loonies and throwing them at strippers. I was jacked, I, like I was jacked, but I thought oh, I, God, I thought I, I was. I, <laughs> <laughs> so you and you guys have done a lot with um, your sobriety so far, and oh, we yeah. mentioned it earlier about. Um, Where did you go to treatment? Also, Vancouver. I said it. Together we can. Yeah, together Vancouver. We can. Yeah. It's on Kingsway in Vancouver. Yeah. There, there we up. go. Top there rated go. facility. And what did Canada. it look like? Do they have Facebook you know, and all that? They stuff? got everything. What man. did it look like? Yeah. So it's just like. Um, is it so like you a, know like, where like array is on the on the Warzone map? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I do. Yeah. Anyway. The new map. Well, well no. Three. So it's just like it looks like it has like it's really like just on the, one of the main main streets, so it's like uh, it's like a big building. Right, it's a big building, but behind it, it's like you got these little side streets. So, and it's literally like a square. It's got what three, two, two houses on one side, and then it's like fenced on the back, and then it's got three houses on the side, and then there's literally like a big open area where like a fire pit and like uh, a seating area and shit like that. It's just like yeah, where everyone. Where everyone, where everyone can come out of like their homes and they just right. gather. Yeah, there's like you know five I mean? homes, like, like a like courtyard. Yeah, 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 it's, yeah, it's just like got a like a courtyard, right? Sag. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. It's pretty sweet. Courtyard, but yeah, it's but a then courtyard. They also, they also have houses dis- dis- uh, dispersed all through the city. Yeah, they, I think right. they have another thirty houses or something yeah, like that wow, okay. throughout the city. They, but that's they, like they the house over five hundred people. That's the whole. That's from from people like from straight people straight off the street like that have the where the government's funding their their state to celebrities. You know what I mean? Where people are paying thirty, forty thousand dollars a month. To, to go to uh, like some of these high end high end houses to have wow. right, yeah. Um, That's my broke ass couldn't afford that, but I mean, yeah. I did get to experience some of the food at these places. Holy, yeah. Right? <laughs> but uh, yeah, like they have a gym there. Um, every Friday you go on events somewhere. Like I went go karting. Yeah. Uh, played oh. baseball every Sunday. Uh, we went bowling, rock climbing, rock bowling, hiking. Yeah, bowling. Like he, fucking love they, bowling. They take you to do everything, right? Course, and like they'll yeah. set you up with jobs Central when reality you're reality. We went to like. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They'll yep. set you up with jobs for when you're done. If you don't have if you don't have jobs, uh, they'll help you get into school. They'll they'll hire you. Right, like they offered me a position right at the center, but I just like I could go. Someone else needed that spot more than me. Right. Is the way I looked at it. Like, yeah. 
Um, someone that doesn't that doesn't have any experience at all, they could work at the center for fifteen or sixteen bucks an hour and make make money to survive, right? Whereas I could rent, go get right? a job anywhere. You right, know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but they work with you, right? Like, <coughs> like there like there's people that come in there with absolutely nothing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They 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 pack on the clean days. They get sober. They hire them as like a house manager. They're not paying rent. Like they're living their best life sober, and they're taking care of like ten and twelve guys. Yeah, you know their lives changed. Every, every, right everyone takes care of everyone there. I yeah. remember one guy that came in. He came in with nothing. He was a severe alcoholic. Um, actually, to this day, he still messages me and tells me like, "Thanks for saving my life," because he was taking a seizure one night, and nobody knew what to do. And everyone's just like, "No, get away from him! Get away from him! Just leave him alone!" He's on his back. He's choking to death, right? So it's just like I get him onto a side or roll him over, and he's he's in the seizure for a solid ten minutes. Holy right? shit! And so yeah, like this guy. But then I realized, like he was rain, pissing down rain. And everyone's everyone's trying to hide, and I'm just like, I'm right there with him. And he's soaked, so I go to, go to go to his room to get him some clothes, and he's got nothing. I took my pants off right there, gave him gave him my pants, so he could get in the ambulance and leave. But so then, like the next day, I went around the whole compound. It was five bucks. Everyone's giving me five bucks. I don't care who you are, give me five bucks. Right. And so then I went to Value Village and bought him a bunch of clothes. Right. And it's just like, and it's just like, I'm not. That's the, that's the only thing I did. But like, so many people take you under under your wing there, right? Because you yeah. haven't. Everyone has nothing. Some guys do have are better off than others. But it's just like I didn't have much, so I give you whatever, right? Yeah. And that's it's it's a it's a family there, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, geez, it only like it can be something so small, like you said, shampoo and darts. Oh man, my right. life was made. Right. I was gonna leave, and then when he brought them to the yeah. door, that like was this it. guy. This guy, you gave him your pants, like yeah. he, you know, he's. If he was thinking at the time or whatever, he's like, "Holy shit!" Right? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like there's somebody be, here for me. We, there'd, like, be, there'd be guys ordering food, and they'd be like, "Do you want anything?" I'm like, "Nah, man, I'm good." He's like, "Nah, fuck it, don't worry about it. I got <laughs> it." You know, they'd order me a pizza. We go to the store, they'd be like, "Go get whatever you want." Like, everyone's just doing stuff for everybody, right? right. Yeah. And that's—I think that's how you get. I think it's a good environment to help yeah. you I'm get through something. I'm, like clo- that, I'm closer right? with some guys that I spent 90 days in treatment with than I am with friends that I've had for 10 years. Yeah. Yeah. Well, right. they see you at your low point or yeah. your rock bottom at yeah. first, and they've, they know—they've been there. Yeah. They know it, right? Everybody's in it together, right? Instant yeah. mental connect. Like, you fucking know what I've fucking been through. Yeah. So instantly, that's out of the way. Oh yeah. yeah. Like th- so yeah, that yeah. your connection is so. Mo- I feel like would be so much deeper. deeper yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Because it would be strictly you right know, to the emotion of that person. Yeah. And that's phenomenal. Yeah. You're down on your last leg, you know, with nowhere to turn, no one to talk to, but all these other addicts. Right. Right. Everybody's there because they're at their lowest. Right. Right. So you 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 guys are building up from your lowest together at the same time, and all you got all of us guys or whoever's in treatment. You're hitting milestones together. Right. Right. So you guys, like I said, like I said, uh, like when we started, you guys were, um, you've got the uh, one of the most read stories right now in the Maritimes. Um, why don't you explain to us what it is that you guys have done? So uh, I was, I was, I think I was at work one day. Nope. Or no, you sorry, where was you I? You in your room. <laughs> I'm trying to, I'm trying to nope. Think. You were in your room, and Fact I was check. at work. No, no, I was in my room, yeah, and Troy was at work. <laughs> and, well, I knew somebody was at work. And uh, I just, I called Troy, and I was like, you know what? I was like, like I'm thinking about like trying to sponsor somebody to send them to treatment. And Troy's like, man. He's like, I literally just talked about this to somebody last week. And he's like, let's let's do it. And I'm like, fuck it, let's do it. So we, uh, we put an, uh, a feeler out on fucking uh, social media. Uh, looking for somebody or anybody, uh, you know, that has that's struggling right now in addiction or active addiction or alcoholism, and uh, where we were willing to cover the cost to send somebody to treatment, right? And it just like 
blew up. Oh, blew the fuck up. So J- yeah. Jeremy put out a post one day, and just like he just put it put out like this brief little thing, and just like and like for like the next two hours, like okay, you gotta add this, and he's just like, okay, yeah, I gotta add this, and then like we just I mean, going, oh, fuck this. It, right? I was at the night, I was just like, I was like, write a new post. He's like, not doing it. I said, okay, I'll do it. I, I wrote a new post, yeah. so I put a post up the next day, and I kept putting out a post like every day until we found someone, right? So I put out a post, and it it blew up. like I it didn't really blow up. I mean, it's got over hundred shares or something like that, three hundred likes or something like that. But then we had people starting um, to reach out, and it's not we had before we even had people reach out to us about like wanting to go. Like I had um, I had Cape Breton Post two days later reach out to me. I had CBC Radio. Joke me and I thought K Rep Post was only gonna do one segment. They put us in the paper three days in a row. And I didn't even want to tell my story, man. Honestly, I didn't. But like they made it, made our story into like a three part yeah. story, right? Like we got a lot of like there was a lot of positive, but there was also a lot of negative yeah, right. feedback that came back. And well, and we're right? recently we're only recently just like over the last couple of days finding out about all this 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 negative shit that was coming out, but from a lot of people, yeah. they're just like, oh, look at these two guys doing it for attention. I'm just like, yeah, oh yeah, yeah doing it for attention. Yeah, like, but there's the always going to be that. The thing yeah. is, with recovery, you can only give back what you know, and it's service work, mm-hmm. right? We can only help somebody with with the information that was given to mm-hmm. us, and that was treatment. It saved our lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? We're not doing this for attention. And you're mm-hmm. a life coach now, too, eh? I'm a certified, you're a certified life, coach. life coach. Yeah, so mm-hmm. you have any goals you want to meet? You do not want me to direct your life. No. I couldn't I, even direct my own. <laughs> but, I mean, <laughs> I did. will help you. You did. I, I, like, I, I will help you, you know what I mean? See, like, and so yeah. then we started having a bunch of people reach out, and I say we had a couple girls reach out, and it broke mine and Jeremy's heart that we couldn't help a girl because the center we went to was for men only. Yeah. Um. And so then we did have, it took us like, it was like four or five days and I was getting discouraged. Like, okay, no one's fucking reaching out. But then I thought, okay, people don't want to come out and say, okay, I'm a fucking drug addict, right? They don't want to come to me and say, okay, I need help. I'm a drug addict. Then me not choose that person to go, right? Right, right. Um, So we did, we had about 10 people. Uh, Actually, yeah, we had about 10 people um, reach out and I think we met with five or six of them. And the other ones, they just like, they reached out but then they wouldn't answer us. Right. Um, So we met with yeah, we met with six people all in one day, and um, on the final guy that we met, um, Jeremy was the one that actually chose him to go. Like every person that we met, <coughs> I had sold them drugs before, if I or I've done drugs with them, so it was just like I knew every single one of these person people, so like on a personal a, level. It would have been very controversial for Troy to pick someone then, right? So right. yeah, I was trying right. to stay unbiased, and so like. Um, the guy that we, the guy that Jeremy chose, like uh, we went down, we sat, sat down, and talked to him. He showed us, like he, he actually showed some, like he showed me exactly how I felt. He was showing me exactly, yeah, like it, the same expressions that I was dealing with, like that last week up to me wanting to go to treatment. And so, and I didn't even say that to Jeremy. Like I asked him some questions. We just chatted, and Jeremy asked him some questions, and then yeah. we left the psych ward, Jeremy's ex home. Yep. <laughs> so uh, there was a connection right away, right? Still yeah, got mail to pick up there. Right? <laughs> and so we get to the yeah. elevator, and like I'm just about to hit the button. He's just like, you know, this is a no-brainer, right? And I said, what? He's just like, that's who we're picking, right? And so I didn't, I didn't. It was just like, okay, well, let's go tell him. Yeah. Right. So we turned around the hallway. We went Turn, back. R- yeah, we turned around, and went and told. That fast. Wow. And I, yeah. I'll say, I'll, I'll never forget the mo- like the look on his mother's face. Like she just like in just she, she was in disbelief. She couldn't believe. Yeah. That uh, you know, we were uh, there. Like Troy said, he showed him the same way he felt, right? And I felt that too. Uh, he was the only one that showed emotion. He really wanted it. He was ready, you know. And that was why we made the choice. Nice. So when when does he go, or has he he's already, already gone? he's already gone? He's already there. 
Oh, nice. He's, he's, he's already there. He's uh, there he he, he went there. When did he fly out? Monday? Uh, Monday. Yeah. yeah, Monday he flew out. Nice. So, actually, I was just thinking, I haven't talked to him in two days because he's, he, well, he does. He loses his phone right as soon as he yeah. gets there, but right. I'll get in contact with the center and, yeah. and stuff like that. So, yeah, we, we paid for 60 days. Well, yeah, it's 60 days worth of treatment. Yeah. Um, we paid for 30. Yeah, we paid for 30 in the center, Matt, liked what we were doing. Um well, yeah, they were re- they really they really enjoyed like that two of their alumni. This because that's, cause that's yeah. what we're considered, right? We're alumni, um, now, which is awesome. Uh, Hell yeah, they uh, really yeah. they really enjoyed the like what we were doing. Yeah, and uh, they they matched uh, your thirty days. our thirty days were an additional nice. thirty days, right? Yeah, and like and we were, I didn't know that. We were, that's absolutely yeah amazing. yeah. Right? We originally we originally wanted the person we chose to pay for their own flights, right? And then, like leading up to where we when we pick somebody, like the man, donations just poured into the door. Yeah. So once I once we finally made the choice of who we're going, I I, I asked, I spoke with him, and I said, "Can I, I want to make a public post like that? We did choose someone. Can I use your name?" He said, "Yeah, of course." Um. So I made it made it like put out a a post on Facebook saying just congratulating him on like that he's ready to go get help and just like making it known because right. like we're we're posting all this shit for two weeks and it's just like we and if we just send someone. Like we can't just say we sent someone. You right, know what I mean? Exactly. Like, in this day and age, people are gonna be like, "Okay, you're full of fucking shit," right? Um. So yeah, we agreed to it. I think it was like 30 minutes later, I had a thousand dollars in my account from just people like, "What's your email? I want to donate." I said, "Well, we don't need your money," right? And then I was just started thinking. They're just like, "Well, it's I'm trying to help. Don't tell me no." You know what right. I mean? It's yeah. Just like, okay. And then I started think, thinking to myself, "Okay, well, whatever. What? I'll we'll put this money towards the flight because we were gonna cover the cost of the flight anyway." Um, so that's what we did. We had a bunch of people reach out. Um, and yeah, within like a half hour, we had a thousand dollars in yeah. my, in my account and we booked this flight, right? Yeah. Cover the cost of that's flight. Awesome. It was awesome. That's it so helped us out a lot, right? I mean, <clears throat> like the, the feeling that you guys <clears throat> must have had. You know what? When, when you saw the, the reaction from him and like oh, you said, yeah, his like, mom yeah. and like the gratitude and stuff, that must be quite the. Yeah. It was awesome. Yeah, you can't you can't explain you can't yeah. even explain. words can't. You can't that's put it in that's words. what we do. If we're not, I'm not looking. I don't give a f- I don't give a fuck about what Cape Post does for me or what CBC does or what even what people hear from from this podcast. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not about what I don't care what the public thinks of me anymore. You know what I mean? That's right. I'm good with myself. I'm at peace with myself. I enjoy what I just did. Absolutely. Oh, hundred you know percent, I mean? man. You know, right? like me, like I, I I was very mad the other day when I uh, you know there was a lot of keyboard warriors online, right? And I was reading some of the stuff they were saying about I was doing this for attention and. You know, I got I get mad. I take things to heart sometimes, right? Mm. But uh, Troy helps me see that I can't control people, places, and things. Yeah. yeah. When I talk to yeah. Troy about it. He's like, Jeremy, shut the fuck up. And well, and and <laughs> with, <laughs> with that yeah. being said, I, I fed into it too because I seen it and yeah. I just like so I, I made a couple comments. I was like, you fucking kidding me? And I just said, uh, I didn't do this for attention. This is why I did it, right? I said, you guys don't know. You guys don't know anything about the AA program or the NA program, right? And it's part of our. Part of the program is giving back and doing service work and right. like helping others who helping the addict that still suffers, right? Yeah. So and so I, and then I just like then it just started going into more bullshit because this guy and I'm just like, are you kidding me? So I just I deleted all my shit, deleted all the comments, and pulled myself back into that situation, right? Right. But it, it got to the point like where these people are just like they're commenting, they're just like, oh, I I know you're still using dope, right? I people oh, yeah. are telling me that they've done it with you. Yeah, fuck like, yourself. Troy, you know what I mean? Troy, like Troy, I'll piss in a cup for anyone right now, right? Yeah. Troy got a phone call like two days ago. <laughs> saying that somebody was in this girl's office, his friend or whatever, and they were telling them that I was still drinking and I was partying all yeah. week last week when I was home with my fucking daughter. Yeah. Oh, what? This right. guy's been out of my site for three days in, in the, the last, last seven months, months yeah. and he was in Jeremy's site for those three days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And what people don't understand, this guy fucking uses dopery drinks. 
we got an ambulance crew coming for him. Oh, you know yeah. what I mean? It's just SWAT like, you're team gonna, you're, you're gonna know if this guy's using dope, right? Absolutely. But, but uh, I mean, people, people, people in the recovery community want to see everyone do good. Absolutely. But everybody on the outside community, if you're not like, if like you guys are close family and friends, so of course you guys want to see me succeed. Right. But the next person over there, they don't want to see, so, they don't want to see you do better than them. Oh no. You know what no, I mean? Man. Hey, it's like, they don't. They, right. If you're doing better than someone, they're they're fucking hating. On and you. that's just it, right? Like, like I take pride in when I when I pack on a month of sobriety. You know, and, yeah. and I spread that socially on social media to share my story with other people to show them hope, right? You should. And you know what? And then for people to shoot you down to say you're only doing that for attention, like, mm. come on, right? How are you yeah. doing that for attention? I like the reaction that, that I'm getting back from people, you know what I mean? Because so many people look down on me for such a long time. Yeah. It's just like now people are starting to look up to me. Like, I was telling mom, I did this, my mother, I did this thing. It was about, a, I don't know, about three weeks ago. I asked about 10, 15 people like, that knew me back in September and October and like August and July, like where do they think I would be right now today if I didn't go to rehab? Not one of them said I would be alive. Everyone, every one of them said I'd be dead. Right. And so it was just like that realization of just like, holy fuck. You know what I mean? This is nobody. Like I shocked so many people like that. I came here because nobody thought I would ever get out of that yeah. life. See, you know what I mean? See with me, nobody knew I was an addict. Right. Like I lived that perfect life on Facebook, bro. I had mm. the job. I had the truck. I had everything. I had the kid. You know, but behind closed doors, I was a mess. Jeez. Right. And know. me, I, I was so public. I just didn't give a fuck. You know what I mean? It's just like, if, it didn't matter who you are. I'd give yeah. you dope and I'd use dope with you. But like, right? if you talk to somebody that was with me, they'd fucking tell you how fucked I was. <laughs> right? But other than that, like, my family didn't know. Right. You know, like, they all, it all came out. How was the, the response from your family? Oh, right now? Well, I went from being kicked out of my mother's, kicked out of my aunt's, Kicked out of my uncles, all within the same fucking month, to like having them all back in my life now. You know, I got That's my pretty awesome. yeah, my daughter's back in my life. I just went home. I just stayed at my uncle's place on the Myra. He kicked me out. Like he caught me smoking crack in the bedroom. Like you know, the, before your recovery. Before. <laughs> oh, this is all be, yes, yeah, yeah. just to stay. Yeah, yeah. Not last week, sorry, no. All before recovery. This was all last year before I went to treatment. You know, but now like I can, you know, I can go see my mom. I can go see my uncle. I can spend time with my aunts. Like everybody's so proud of me. Yeah. Right, and even you, you know what I mean? Like you, like everybody's. It's good. Super proud, and, and yeah. it's it's Super it's little proud. things. Like I was saying to my mother this morning. Like I had to, I went to the DMV, and like going there, I was expecting something to fucking go wrong. Like okay, I was get my license right, and it's just that's how that's how my life would have worked out pre pre recovery. You know what I mean? There would have been something to drag me back down, and I believe in as long as I keep doing good and being positive, positive shit happens, right? And I even texted you this morning. I said, thank you for helping get, get here. And all, all I did was go change my license back over from Vancouver to, <laughs> yeah. to Nova Scotia. Oh, right? did it work today? Yeah. And and I was able to walk in there and just like, okay. He was just like, oh, there's an additional $99 fee because you because something that I did like about six months ago. And I'm just like, if that would have came up six months ago and I had to pay $99, I would have fucked this. I would have been losing my shit. Oh, you know yeah. what I, mean? I can't get dope now. You know what I mean? Right. But now today it's just like. I have money, so I just like I just walk in, and pay, uh, yeah, whatever. Doesn't matter, right? Right, just give yeah. my license, yeah. right? And it's just like it's just these little like that little thing right there, just being able to do that, just not having to worry. You thankful? Yeah, like not having to have that worry of oh shit, where am I going to get the money for this, right? Right. It's it's that's a little gift of recovery, like having that little bit of financial security, security, right? It's just like yeah, it's little things like that. It's I would have never thought of like. Like if this happened pre pre like pre recovery and I was able to pay for it, I just would have like sweet by the grace of God I was able to. I would have just would have like That's whatever. Just, like uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't have looked at it as a positive way. I would have I still would have been negative about it some way, right? That's yeah. one of the the many gifts of recovery, right? Uh, like just being able to go in there and per, like pay to change over your license, like it's that's a miracle. 
Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> People might say this guy's fucking crazy saying that's a miracle. It's literally a miracle. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I just and I just buy like people laugh at me because like yeah. what I got three or four pairs of shoes at the door. But I mean, those three, three or four pairs of shoes are like fifteen hundred bucks. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so people are like, you're <laughs> fucking nuts for spending spending that much money on shoes. And it's just like, well, I could buy shoes or I could go spend fifteen hundred dollars on crack. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So it's just like, in, uh, so I mean, like, and it's phenomenal to think about it that way because yeah. my brain doesn't. Yeah. And so I just like that's a perfect scenario because. <laughs> They're at my fucking door. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? Right? Yeah. Those shoes are yeah, at I my love, fucking door. I fucking love seeing the kicks. Right? Yeah. I, oh, yeah, man. But, like, but I don't think about it like that. I think, like, because I'm I'm not a big sneakerhead either. Yeah. But at the, so, like, it's the fact that I'm not really a big sneakerhead and also the fact that it's, like, why the fuck would you spend but this that's money exactly, on this? That's exactly what my mind state was. You're, like, check these out, check this out. I was, like, hey, man. If you're going to spend it on anything, spend it on yourself. So my right? thing was tattoos. Right. So like, I went around for like fucking five years with a, uh, a stencil on my arm <laughs> of nothing. You know what I mean? Oh, wow. Yeah. And, and then all of a sudden I, get, I finished rehab and I'm in second stage and I banged out like fucking $3,000 worth of tattoos. So hold on. Most of these are new. So this one's new. This one here is a full piece up here. Yeah. That's all new. That was like 1500 bucks. Like, oh my goodness! I just said fuck it. Like I, I was gonna fly awesome. back to Vancouver like last week. Mm-hmm. Like I got a tattoo appointment in two weeks in Vancouver. <laughs> if it wasn't for the fourteen day quarantine, yeah, I'd be flying to Vancouver to get my fucking chest piece. Oh my! You goodness. know what I mean? That's awesome, bro. Yeah. But COVID, so yeah, mm-hmm. fuck it. See, here's the sneakers on tattoos. Fuck COVID. Yeah. <laughs> like Corona. I don't know. What else you got, uh, yeah. dude? I, I that's like I think that was that's it. That's anything? it from what, what all that I have. That was decent. Nothing. <laughs> That was I had it structured like I had it structured yeah. already no, before I came here. <laughs> I just want to say thank you guys for telling these yeah, stories. Yeah, absolutely, man. Yeah. Somebody might hear this, I and it so. might help them. I hope so. Right? Oh, they're definitely going to hear it. You know, like, yeah. People deserve to know that like, there's the a way other, out. The other side is beautiful. Oh, it's so much. I say it all the time. I tell everyone it's way better on this side. Oh, right? absolutely. And, like, for instance, another little gift is, like, so my be- one of my best friends, Dan... Like, me and him, we're, like, I didn't even go get to go to this guy's wedding because I was that fucked up, right? And then when I did go, when then when he did invite me to his reception, what did I do? I got fucked up. You know what I mean? But now, like, he reached out to me, he reached out to me yesterday and was just like, yo, I need some help moving into my new house. You want to come help me tomorrow? He would have never asked me if I was still doing drugs, you know what I mean? And and I told him. He's a great man. Yeah, and, like, I'm I'm, I'm very excited to go help him tomorrow. Like, who wants nice. to fucking, who, who likes moving furniture, you know what I mean? Nobody right. does. But, I mean, I get to go spend time with this guy, Yeah. right? So. Yeah, exactly. It's just people have came back into my life, and a lot of people are so proud. People tell me all the time they're proud of me, and it's just like I've never heard that in so long. Right, right. and like, it's good to hear. And even it. if it's I don't hear it, even if I don't hear it, whatever, it doesn't bother me because I can look back at myself in the mirror and say, "You're, I'm fucking proud of you." Absolutely, you know what I've I mean. Had, so uh, I've had friends that like stop talking to me for years, uh, like reach out to me, and then like when like I'm on probation, right? Yeah. So like, my probation officer needed like seven people to talk to, and like they didn't even hesitate once. Wow, you know what I mean, <clears throat> and these are people that didn't even speak to me for years, right? So it's it's pretty awesome. Gifts of recovery, awesome. man. absolutely. That's you know? what this. That's the title of this episode, buddy. By the way, the gifts of recovery. So, <laughs> do you want you want to take us out? Um, oh, I got one thing to add. Go ahead. Stop doing drugs and stop drinking. Yeah. The bitches flock in. Oh! <laughs> You're terrible. 
You live there. Am I wrong? You no, you're not. Tell me I'm wrong right now. Look me in the eyes and tell me I'm wrong. Because guess what? I'm 100% right. A lot of people look at you so much different. Yeah, yeah I agree. Right? Who yeah. wants the guy that's going out every weekend spending hundreds and hundreds of dollars on drugs? You know what I mean? Like, I'm building a life for myself now. And I, I started talking to one individual, and I literally had to tell, like, eight people, like, to stop talking to me. Right. That's so great. I'm not saying do it. Don't do it because don't do it for no. The women, don't but stop. You got to do it for yourself. When is your guys' <laughs> engagement party? <laughs> no. Right. Too soon. Too soon. No, it's not. Okay. <laughs> do you, you want to take us out because you brought us in? Um. I don't know. I think. I think it was you did the majority of the question asking. You kept it going phenomenally, and you did a good job. Um. Now we get the you're, job. You're a wizard, Harry. You're a wizard, Harry. Uh, okay, so anyway, guys, once again, thank you both of you, Troy, Jeremy, for coming in and joining us um, today, sharing your story, thank what you've you, done you, for somebody, um, what you guys are going to continue to do for um, friends, families, people that need the help. The community. The community. Is that what you guys call yourself, the community? Like the recovery community? Who knows? What's that? Sorry, the is that a community? Thing? Yeah, yeah. Is that yeah. A okay, okay. So anyway, all right. So perfect. So what you guys are going to continue to do for the community? Um, so we thank you guys uh, for coming on here um, once again. The Cooking Bacon Shirtless Podcast. You can find us anywhere: Jeez. Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Amazon Podcast, Anchor FM. Like if you if you can hear people talk on a microphone about topics, we're going to be there too. Uh, you just have to scroll down far enough to find us. Um, anyway, guys, thanks again, and we'll uh, we'll see you next week. See ya. Stay safe. Yeah, thanks for having us. Thanks I for was having. here. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>